0: Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to our humble abode, the Thunderdome. On this Feel Good Friday, March 31st, 2023, this sports program starts now. Feel Good Friday. Hell yeah. Just the name itself, Friday, is like means for celebration. What does it mean? Well, it normally means you have a couple of days off to relax and do whatever you need to do. Whether that's go ahead and get shit-faced, relax right. a little bit, bop right. your mead, maybe just watch and catch up to some films or TV shows that you haven't been able to watch. That is normally what Friday indicates. It means one more day of doing whatever I got to do before I have absolute freedom! Hell Yeah! Now there's a lot of people that obviously work on the weekend and at night, so I do not sure. believe that's valid for every human out there. But I do know the fact that it's a Friday is a feel good situation, and today we feel great. Oh, right? yeah. oh yeah, today's a great day because we get a chance to wrap up all the beautiful stories that have been happening all week. We we'll have Ian Rapport joining us in about 17 minutes. Rapsy. Okay, Ian Rapport, I do believe on his ass at a beach. Yeah, oh, in, in wow. Florida. Shout out Rap doing rap stuff. Yeah. Simple <laughs> yeah. rap. I wonder if he's been able to catch up on any of the news, if we're going to have to tell him the news. Remember, this is an off-season thing whenever, uh, whenever we chat with Ian Rappaport. Yeah. Normally, we're giving him updates. Yep. Hey, where were you at? Oh, I was at the Harry Potter Museum. What happened? No. Oh, I don't know. Russell Wilson just got traded. What? what? That's cool. That's been like what off-seasons have been like with Ian Rappaport. Excited to hear what he has today because those league meetings out in Arizona that he was just at had a lot of handshaking going on. Remember, we saw Odo Beckham Jr. out there mm-hmm. meet. With teams, mm. we saw potentially a meeting of the minds between the Jets and the Packers whenever you think about what Guntikun said out there, what Douglas said out there, yep. what Sala said out there, and what the floor said out there. Right. Sounds like there's maybe a little bit of traction happening for that trade to take place when Mike Florio reported on this program and on his website, Pro Football Talk, that the Packers have given up the uh, option of wanting the 13th overall pick, which was potentially the thing yes. that the Jets were like, no, like we can't do that, especially when with the situation we're both in, let's hear what Ian knows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's talk to uh, Ian about what he's hearing. Mm-hmm. Or is this gonna be Ian's just trying to get some. Sun on his cheeks. Yep. Down there in Florida. Boos. Dolphin. Just not following along. That's what we'll find out in about 14, 15 minutes. Can't wait for it. In the second hour, we have J.C. Treader. He's the NFLPA president, the player president. Okay. Okay. Now, he did get cut, I do believe, from the Browns or not re-signed. This normally happens to the NFLPA president if you go through the history of players that have gotten that role. Normally don't play for too long after getting that role. Uh... I'm not saying it's collusion or anything like that. It yeah. is also a chance that you're not getting that role until you're very late in your career. You know you're late in your career. That is why you decide to go on and try to become the president to see what else can happen in there. But we'll be talking to J.C. Tretter, current free agent, about everything going on with the NFL conversation around Thursday Night Football yep. and the field turf for- and mm-hmm. what the NFLPA is fighting for whenever it comes to those report cards that we're sending around for league to league and why we made those public just now. Yeah. Why wasn't that made public years ago? Right. Exactly. And how much of a benefit it's been for the players? And we'll also ask them about like some realistic stuff, you know? Because sometimes whenever people are asking for things like the NFL PA, it's not realistic. No. Like, hey, the NFL is never going to be able to go for that because the NFL is a business at the end of the day. What are some of the things, you know, that they're conceding to the NFL? Okay. You know, that so, the, so that the people. Fans of the game can also hear what the players are like. Okay, we will. Because all you ever hear is publicly like, na, la 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 na. Right. Mm-hmm. This is deal-making at the end of the day. He's in the middle of it all between the players in the league. And obviously the league and media rights and the league and their business partners and the league and everybody else is a big deal. The deal between the players and the NFL, the biggest deal.
1: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Scrutinized, too.
0: Yeah, because we all seen what football looked like whenever there was replacement refs. Okay. Oh man! Imagine replacement players. Hello, XFL. Yeah, you, there you know? go. And I think in uh, this modern era, nobody wants that. Nobody needs that. There's too much money. Business should be glorious together for both of them. We'll see how JC Treaders staring that down. And then the third hour, we got Reese Davis. Here we nice. go. Nice college game day hosts football and basketball for ESPN. That's right. The guys. He's come on. Couple times during his tournament and flat out told us exactly what's going to take place. Had a couple misses, but if we're better on everything, the odds in which he was saying things were winners. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is winners. Mm Reese Davis gave us winners and storylines that we need to look out for. And it's all kind of unfolding. You're the underdog almost. Yeah. Not a single one, two, or three seed left in the final four that tips off Minana. the women's final four tips off tonight. That's right. Caitlin Clark of Iowa is an eleven and a half point dog. I understand South Carolina mm. is probably an incredible basketball team. Are they the reigning champs?
2: Yes, I think uh, two time maybe. I don't okay, think they've back, lost in two years. Back no. to
0: back reigning champs, mm-hmm. undefeated. I'm not saying they're not going to win. I am an avid, I bet on dogs dog. person. Yeah. Caitlin Clark is an absolute dog. dog. And I would assume that South Carolina has, you know, players that are very good as well. feels like we're, we're watching somebody that's a little bit different. Yeah, yeah. The Are they going to lose by 12 or more? I don't think if she's on the court, they're gonna let, that feels like a great bet for this evening. Iowa going to lose to South Carolina? Is that just kind of what everybody's saying, Ty? Is that's that what the-
2: everybody's saying. I don't believe it. I'm obviously going to fucking fly with the Hawks. Why wouldn't I? But it's interesting because I think Iowa is the most bet team of anyone oh, left. Fuck. The Lions Uh-oh. going the other way. So, you know, all this money's coming in, and some books have it moving to 12 and a half. So it's very interesting. Oh, no. They oh, do I have, could have got that twelve and a half. They have last year's defending player of the year, uh, South Carolina does. So we'll see, but like you mentioned, if Caitlin Clark plays anywhere in the neighborhood like she did in last week in their last game, like they I mean, never mind, you know, losing by eleven and a half or eleven or twelve, like they may win. So I Ooh. mean, they have the best they have the best player in the country. It's tough not to bet on.
0: Just eleven that's so many points a in, a, in a individual sport. Right. That an individual can control so much. And I know the team aspect is a big deal. I understand even more so for college basketball as a whole. But 12, come on, let's go. I, I've, this is my first women's basketball game I think I've ever bet on. Mm-hmm. I believe I bet on the New York Liberty because Sabrina was doing Obviously something against board. somebody one night. I think I've done that. But aside from that, I'm dabbling. I think I'm going to become a sharp. I'm a sharp. Do-do-do-do-do. I'm a sharp. Do-do-do-do-do. Who's a sharp? think I am. You are. Especially after this, this is going to be an easy thing. Yeah. Okay, we just find, if they're giving us double-digit fucking spreads with somebody who's... I might not know what I'm talking about. Give me that. Final Four. Anyways, Final Four is happening this weekend. Reese Davis will be chatting with us. I have to fire off a tweet right now. Rather important tweet uh, in the history... That's right. Sure. ...of my being. Um, Full 25-page memorandum in support... ...is publicly available on the Southern District of Mississippi federal docket. Okay. Okay. Oh, <laughs> yeah. A little hint as to what that might be <laughs> oh, about. Docket. Send. Boop. Hmm. Oh, wait, wait, wait. New Twitter. And
1: send now. Yeah. Clarify. Hmm. What's
0: up? Okay. Nice. There we go. No bars in here? A lot of bars, dude. They're saying it's weather-aware Friday. Oh, oh yeah, right, big the time. weather. What does yeah. that even mean? What's going to happen? I wonder if we're just going to cut out in the middle of this. If we do, we apologize. It's not us. It's the... It's the class. Yeah. Mm. It's the... It's the storm cell. Mm. Uh-huh. Tornadoes. Et cetera, et cetera. So why is it sometimes and not all the time, like they say, it's picked up from the ocean and gravity? And, don't we have that all the time? I think so. I don't know so what. Why is it just? Why is everything just kind of come come and go? This is
2: supposed to be tearing through like the whole Midwest this weekend.
0: Yeah. Like why? I, why is? Why is this? Why is this happening out of nowhere? And then like, it's molecular. They say molecular. Like these fuckers are living
3: molecules. Yeah. It's Coming speeding together. them up, slowing them down.
0: Well, we hope everybody's okay. Mm-hmm. We heard there was uh, Mississippi had a uh, tornado the other day, I think. Yeah. Nashville obviously happened this week, which yep. is incredibly, incredibly sad. And then now this storm is supposed to be hitting the entire Midwest. Let's let everybody uh, in the universe know, hey, let's keep fucking going. Huh? Man, let 's go keep rolling. stay safe and let 's say positive to people, too. You never know what somebody's going through. It could be absolutely anything. Speaking of people, I got great ones around me. Ladies and gentlemen, talk to the table at Boston Connor and at Ty Schmidt here. Uh, Ty, I see you wearing all your New York Yankees garb two mm-hmm. days in a row. Yesterday had full costume on, mm-hmm. couldn 't find the pants. Jet passing kind of dunked on you, but you didn 't you didn't mind. No, your name's Ty Schmidt, you named after Ty Ty Cobb yeah of the.
2: So well, he played for a bunch of
0: teams. He played a long time ago,
2: but yeah, I mean Ty Cobb, one of the greatest baseball players of all time.
0: So you're a massive baseball fan, massive Yankees fan. Absolutely, that is the team that you have fallen in love with, right? And they won yesterday. Congratulations! Aaron Judge
2: going to hit 162 homers. He's on pace for it. That's certainly uh, that's certainly possible. But we talked about it. Uh, We talked about it yesterday. Shohei Otani once again, kind of the
0: the story of the whole season. Oh, Uh, yeah, I saw some pictures of Shohei. He did something big. He was, like, fucking unbelievable last night. Yeah,
2: there have been 26 pitchers since 1901 who have had at least 10 strikeouts and thrown six innings of uh, no-run ball on opening day. He was the first one to ever lose. His team lost the game. Uh, He did everything he could. The bullpen blew it for him. The Angels only had four hits. He got one of the hits,
0: so it's kind of like what we were talking about. I mean, Since when? Yeah, nineteen oh one. Nineteen oh one. Now, shout out to Sarah Langs, S. Langs on, slangs on sports, Slang. slangs on sports. Nice. nice. Yeah. Shout out to Sarah. That's great. That's a great. Name. You know what I missed yesterday too? What's I that? seen in the comments. We're talking at the end about that kangaroo potentially helping out the earthquakeing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was obviously cocaine kangaroo. You know uh, what I mean? Oh, Instead yeah. of cocaine roo We should have called it. We should have said cocaine cocaine guru after cocaine bear. Sure. So I just want to kind of. We didn't want to rip it. We missed it. We missed it. That's right. But we didn't miss this. Slings on Sports is fucking on top of this thing. Absolutely. 1901, dude. That's a long time. Long time. This is malpractice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is disgusting. What are we talking about with the biggest superstar maybe in the world? Mm -hmm. Did you see the numbers that were watching this dude play in a meaningless tournament, how some people in baseball talk about this world, baseball classic. Those I was people. plugged in. I was tuned in. Yeah. The atmospheres were stupendous. Yeah. Absolutely. huh the there was play energy. Play. It really mattered these games. And Shohei Otani, the greatest baseball player of all time for us noobs, stooges, mm-hmm. minds, immediately upon entering the game. Yeah, he is. And then we learned like the last person to do what he's doing was Babe Ruth. It's like, well, you guys talk about Babe Ruth like he's the greatest of all time. And it's like, well, this guy actually pitching longer than Babe Ruth pitch oh. and better than Babe Ruth pitch at this particular moment, right?
2: Yeah. I mean, he is the best talent in the
0: history of baseball. And he's sure. also the one, the biggest superstar in baseball. By far,
2: getting paid the most this year in terms of you know off the field endorsements and then what his actual salary is.
0: Seventy million people watch this guy play uh, baseball against South Korea. I understand that, and who knows what ratings are. We get it. Mm-hmm. Everybody's lying. This dude puts up a historic performance. Yeah, and it won't get talked about because this team fucking stinks. How can baseball allow this to happen? Like, how can this continue to go? Your biggest superstar, the best player of all time, potentially. He's been in the league now for how long?
2: Yeah, I think this is what his, like, fifth year
0: maybe. That's a long fucking time. Five years is a long time as a professional in a league. We've never seen him in a big moment. That's why the World Baseball Classic meant so much yeah. because it was the first time we're seeing this guy that a lot of us Stooges who don't know baseball think, like, this is the this is the one, right? The, one, yeah. this is, the game is pitching. The game is hitting. This guy's better than everybody at both of those things. Boom, this is the one. First time we've ever seen him in a meaningful game. This dude does something for the... F- 27th, 26th time since 1901? A lot of games.
2: A lot of opening days.
0: And they fucking lose. Mm -hmm. So it's not even a memory. He had to go home mad because he's like an ultimate competitor. This guy does something that hasn't happened. What what is baseball doing? Can we not get him out of there? It's going to happen. And how do they suck when they got Mike Trout and Shohei on the team? That's another mind-blower to me about baseball as a whole. How, how does that even exist? Well, cause
2: pitching is – and, like, your bullpen is a massive part. Of, like, because that's the thing is if he would have – So is this the
0: worst manager – It's not manager, I'm sorry. Who's the person that does the roster's bean? Moneyball. Uh, GM. Money yeah, GM. Uh, uh, GM. Is you, this their fault? How, how do I they, mean, they allow could, this to happen? Is that could, who we should blame for you
2: this? You could argue that, but a lot of it, too, is like uh, – so, yeah, it'd be the same GM, scouts, and stuff like that. Like, because you have to – you know, in baseball, a lot of times, they're drafting these kids out of high school, like, in high rounds. And then you're hoping that this kid doesn't just stay in the minors forever or he doesn't get hurt or he doesn't suck when he actually gets there. Like their farm system hasn't been very good. So like Shohei could have pitched the whole game last night, but then that's where you worry about like the injury concern. It's like if he would have thrown the whole game and then five at bats, they win, but like you can't that can't be sustained. Like you can't expect him to throw nine innings every single and then also play the field and hit, like, because then you're you're gonna wear him down and you're gonna get him hurt. But this is just, I mean, it's a microcosm of what we were talking about yesterday. Like, he will be traded probably at the deadline because it doesn't matter what he does. It doesn't matter what Trout does. Like, they can't consistently win. And he's fucking sick and tired of it. He knows how
0: good he, he should is. be. Yeah. yeah. 2,430 games. Okay? Mm-hmm. That's how many games are in the MLB season. 1901? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Th- th- that is... How many opening day games? Think about how many games as a whole there is. Mm-hmm. And how many players probably have played in all this league? They're saying this guy is the guy. And they can't fucking win a game.
1: That's the thing about baseball too. Like think about, you know, if there was a like a Mahomes was the number one overall pick. That team is good and they're in it. Like the baseball is just different where if you have the best player, the two best players in the world and they can't even make the playoffs like all right let's move on let's not be so negative okay let's not be so negative well hey we're telling we're saying how How was pitch clock pitch clock was good everybody loved it
2: uh yeah it was pretty good The and we'll see because like it it'll depend but a lot more strikeouts like there were like 10 or to 12 guys who struck out 10 or more yesterday like there were
0: how come is that because whenever guys are getting in the box they don't have enough time to get ready uh maybe i think pitchers can just dictate the pace
2: much easier so like it'll definitely take the hitters i think some time to get used to but i think they were expecting a lot of hits a lot of runs and there were only a couple games that scored a bunch of runs like the pitchers dominated yesterday i
0: have a question which was uh Not expected going into the season, but we don't know if yesterday is how it will always be. Mm -hmm. Hitters might be able to get used to this as well as they face it. Right. And they got a lot of time. A lot of time. A lot of time. 161 more games for most of these. Mm -hmm. So I have to be in here by eight, right? Yeah. 15 second whenever there's nobody on base. 20 second when there's somebody on base. Yep. I have to be in by eight left Mm -hmm. on the pitch clock. Right. So that pitcher, technically, does he have to be set by eight or in by eight? um i
2: think he so like that that's why the guys can dictate the pace so like if you throw a pitch and a guy swings and misses you can get on the mound and come set right away and that starts the clock like immediately so- no but i'm
0: talking about like when he comes in he just has to be in reese davis i think he's on tv we're going to be talking to him in a little bit no, to oh, yeah. appreciate you reese mm-hmm. but like so when they get in that is the eight and yeah and do they have a moment to get set yeah. So, but but by yeah by eight
2: they need to be looking at the pitcher. Active. Like, pitch yeah, could I- come. I- exactly.
0: So if the old buddy's out at nine, I mean pitcher, you're yeah yeah guy for the Red Sox. Quick call pitching. It out. Guys, you're quick yep. pitching the mm-hmm. shit. Yeah. Like that's my first move. I'm thinking right. Okay, if this person ball has to be pitched. Could be pitched at eight, regardless mm-hmm. of what this fuck's doing. If old buddy's anywhere near at nine, I mean you're already. Before that person's even in the box, you're getting ready, For sure. And that's why guys
2: can dick with, like, the you know, you have that eight seconds. Like, your first pitch, you might throw it right when he's in the box at eight seconds. Your second pitch, you might wait until it's down to one. Like, you can mess with the timing. Guys only get one timeout. So, like, if they burn that early in the count, then they're – they're kind of fucked, and they just have to sit there and wait in the
0: pitcher. I like the strategy everything. that's kind of getting at it here. I mm. think batters will get used to it. Though. Games were quicker too. They yeah, were uh, twenty six minutes is what it was said in the tra- uh, preseason. Is that what it was like yesterday? Uh, as well? Roughly.
2: I mean, again, that that part of that has to do with like how good the pitching was and how many strikeouts. But like. Uh, the Yankees game started, I think, at 1:05, and we had a, a break in the show and went back out there like around 2:05, 2:10, and it was in like the fifth inning already. So we like that.
0: Normally, that'd be like second or third. Yeah, yeah for sure. Depth. So like things were definitely moving quicker. Okay, and sitting in for Tone Diggs, our birthday boy, that took a trip with the family. Uh, miss you, Diggs. Miss you, Tone. Happy birthday, Tone. P my mid, baby. Yeah, mid. Dog, oh. dude, absolutely, bro. We might see his uh, mock draft, his first one. Oh, exactly. Remember, last year we created this Mitt's mock Mm -hmm. because Mitt loves the draft process and studying tape. You watch highlights. Not highlights. Bing, boom. Loves diving in. Was potentially going to be a scout, okay? That was potentially going to be Mitt's life mission. Now... We don't know how that would have worked out. There's obviously a lot of different strict things that come with that world. He did go to a Catholic school, so maybe he would have been able to operate somehow. Sure. We don't think he would have been able to flourish as much as he has here, obviously.
2: I don't think so. No No way. way. But
0: he loves doing it, loves the job. Last year, we created Mitz Mock. We said, all right, we'll give it was like ten k, twenty k. Yeah, I think it, yeah, forget the exact amount. Ten thousand, man. We get a ten thousand dollar bonus if you end up in the top two of the, the mock draft point system in yeah. a point system of like team, position, trade happening yeah. mm-hmm, If you get it all, how many points? You came in dead last out of uh, how many? <laughs> <It was> five? <laughs> we did like, like yep. five yeah, of Five, of five them. or six, it I was got like Jeff- It was like Schrags, it was Mel Kuyper, yeah, McShay, Jeremiah. Jeremiah, Danzu's probably in there. Mm-hmm. But, anyways, those guys have been doing a long time. This year, it's going to be your best year. Yep. Remember, the biggest learning curve in the NFL comes from your first year to your second year. That's what you're going to do with year two of Mitt's mocks. You're going right. to win this thing, yeah, Mitt. Boy, Let's go, fucking go. I'm hey, pumped. Let's yeah, I've, I've, we forced him to kind of make one like three weeks ago. Yep, yes. So he kind of like got into the game. He's mm-hmm. ready. I think today's the day we're going to debut his first one. Good luck out there, Mitt. We're happy for you. Joining us right now is a man who's tanning his cheeks down in South Florida. Mm-hmm. A guy who's a senior insider for the NFL, the NFL's website, the NFL's network, what? and the NFL streaming service, NFL Plus. <laughs> Host of the Insiders, where he, Garofalo, mm-hmm. and a known hater. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Turncoat. Tom Pellicero. Put on t-shirts and do a little punditry about their inside information. That podcast is available on all podcast platforms. And he's the host of the weekly wrap-up with Rap Sheet and Friends. Us being the friends. He being Rap Sheet. Third time on this week. Bit much, but we love it. Ladies and gentlemen, Ian Rapport. Yay! Yay!
1: What's up, guys? Sick shirt, bro. It is WrestleMania
0: weekend. You getting ready down there? Where are you? Oh, is it?
4: I am in an undisclosed location in uh, South Beach. It is lovely. The sun is out. Um, And I'm, You you know, I would say relaxing with some water by a pool.
0: That's awesome. You're at Fountain Blue. I read about the owner of that place a couple of weeks ago. Is that right? <laughs> obviously, with uh, I believe he's friends with Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. I, I think is that's how... Tits? I think that's... That is not... He did not play... I don't think he was in football. This guy works. like. <laughs> oh. I think he's that way. Work, works, works, works. But uh, congrats to you. Your sunglasses are a mirror, so we'll get to live uh, your vacation or vacation through you here. to d- take them off? No, oh, no, no. You do whatever you uh-huh. need to do, man. Um. So... You're on vacation right now. You're working. Are we making calls? Are we getting information? Uh, Are we... What are we doing today, you believe?
4: Um... I would say today, uh, I went to the Mets game last night. I'll, there'll be some calls. It's always, you know, people can always call and reach out. If anybody has news, I would happily take it, Aww. especially right now, while on the show, so I could break it on the show as I love to do.
0: Oh, that'd be um, You wouldn't break it on the show. You, you would actually break the well, show, no, get would would be, off the yeah. show. Mm-hmm. Right. Break it. Then yeah, You would, would have would to read it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, which is all good, by the way. That's how it's supposed to be, we're supposed to react. I mean, that's the whole thing, but I yeah, understand right. what you're saying. Um, so, no, you're not no, working. It just, Got
2: just a,
4: just a couple days. Free agency was long. Owner's meetings was long. Just a couple days to get away and rejuvenate before draft season.
0: Hey, you've earned it, pal. Good That's for right. you, Rap. You've absolutely earned it. Love the fact you send the kids off to a camp two, three months, you take a couple yeah. days down there. Ian, we fucking love the way you operate. Let's talk about some things that happened this week that maybe you learned a little bit more information at the league meetings. Um, obviously, all parties talked about the Aaron Rodgers, New York Jets, Green Bay Packers situation. Both GMs, both head coaches, they all kind of said the same thing. That would have been a perfect setting to kind of meet in the same room and maybe negotiate how we could get this done because Florio said in our show that allegedly, reportedly, the Packers have kind of given up. They're like, we don't want the 13 anymore. Did that happen at league meetings? And is that accurate in from your sources?
4: Okay, so I don't know that 13 was ever or is ever being traded. Like if you're the Jets, that is a very, very valuable asset, right? Like the 13th overall pick is like you're getting, you know, if you hit it. Very valuable. Go get it. a
0: four-time MVP with it. Though. Yeah. Also valuable. Very, very right. valuable. Very, valuable. No, no, go, ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I know what you're
4: saying. Yeah, that is true. yeah, No, you're right. But that is true. Um, however, what so let's say the Jets are saying like, hey, we would never give the 13th pick, which I, I believe that to be the case. That's okay because remember, it's all a chart. And you could basically put in each pick depending on the different charts you have, whether you have a Jimmy Johnson chart, whether you have an analytics based chart, whatever it is, each pick has a value. So you can say like, all right, well if you're not gonna give thirteen, we wanna get, let's say, a first round pick. We can say two twos and something else and that equals what we want. So even though thirteen is, you know, probably not available, they can still get really good compensation by putting a bunch of other picks yeah. together. Ten sevens,
0: you high. know yeah. what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. Eight sixes. Yep. Ten sevens. Five. Mm-hmm. You start doing the math; those things add up. You know, <laughs> Yeah. can't go broke taking a profit. You know so what so what it's mean?
4: funny. So it's like I was trying to, you know, when the Jets traded Elijah Moore, what they got back was uh, it was either 47, of course, or forty third pick. Sunscreen right? on yeah, The package, and then, so the, the Jets have forty two and forty three. Oh, can you guys hear me okay or not?
0: Yeah, I, kind of, I mean... Oh, they just turned the music on around that. I'm sorry. No, no, no. It's not your... Don't be That's sorry, here. Cool. Do not be sorry to us. This is a feel-good Friday, pal. Yeah. You, we are happy for you. Live it up. So you do what you need to do. Don't worry about it. Do we you want me be- to move? I can... I, no, hey, you're you vacation. hear me okay, Hey, it's though, your right? Friday. It's your Friday, too. You know what I mean? Don't, do not... Excuse me. Do not... <laughs> This is not our decision to tell you where to go, pal. You're in your WrestleMania shirt. Yeah, so cool. You see these sunglasses? Oh, my God. At the Fontainebleau? woo Rap, he might be able anyway. to. Anyway. You know what he's going to find out? He's going to find. People are probably putting bids together to buy the Commanders in that hotel. Oh, Where good he's show. staying right now? Yep. Oh, my God. I think they filmed some Succession series yeah. in this hotel down yeah, here. All right. Rap, you're lit. Hey, let's go, Rap. Good boy, Rap. Right? Yeah. Oh, Hell yeah, Rep. All that hard work. You deserve it, bro. Anyway,
4: uh, oh. so basically what I was saying before I was interrupted by whatever terrible music this is.
0: Whoa, um, DJs, man. Okay.
4: Basically, 42 and 43 could equal a first rounder. Like, there are different ways to get to it.
0: Okay, so do you think they were doing any of those conversations at the league meetings? That feels like a time where things get done. Is that normal or No. It's actually weirdly not. Um, I mean,
4: I know every decision maker is kind of in the same place, and if like, you would think, but it's such a different sort of non-work vibe. Like I imagine conversations happen, but I don't. I think there were two deals in the entire league that went down at the league meeting, and they were both by the Falcons, Blaze Campbell, and Scotty Noah. I think that was it. Um, there's just not a lot of deals that go down, and you know, it does sound like Gudenkin's and um, Joe Douglas talked during the league meetings, but I didn't get the sense of that any closer because there's
0: still no deadline. Did you know that uh, Goody had great hair? Oh, yeah. Dude, that was my great first thing. time watching him speak, yeah. I think. I didn't really know, and maybe he just doesn't have it done whenever he's sitting at the presser in, in Green Bay or whatever. He had a fucking good piece of lettuce. Oh, yeah, sweet. And I'm seeing videos of Jordan Love training with jo- Aaron. He looks oh, good. Oh, yeah. And then you think about that game against Philly. This might be a time where... Goody looks back on it and is like, yeah, you remember when we had made that incredibly, terribly difficult decision to move on from Aaron and it worked out with Jordan Love? There's a chance that happens because this I mean, that legit looks like an NFL ball, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh That's on a line. It's not like anything loose. We're watching these pro days wondering if somebody could be a fucking NFL quarterback. You watch these balls, it's like, okay, that's an NFL ball. And then you remember what he did to Christian Watson? Uh But this all has to you know, there's a step that has to take place before we get there, which I think we're all just kind of When's it gonna
1: patiently wait? When,
0: when's it gonna happen? You know, I mean not Jordan too. But it's funny because yeah. like
4: yeah. I'm sure, and like it's funny because this is all amazing for him. Like he's getting, you know, had Aaron come back to Green Bay and told them, "Hey, right after the season, I'm all in. Let's go." It would have been really hard for Jordan Love, especially because you know he's sort of a to the point he can be a legitimate starter. I don't think they would have traded him because why would you? He would have just had to sit again knowing that he's ready, like, that all would have been hard. This is amazing. And, like, it did sound like him and Aaron have a good relationship. It sounded like Aaron has helped him uh, kind of along the way. Like, for Jordan Love, I know we've been focusing on Rodgers for like, a long time, as we should. This is all amazing for Jordan Love.
0: I think so, too. And I hope he's fucking great. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'm excited to see how the whole deal... Goes down and when it does, we're all eagerly awaiting. Connor has a question for you. Yeah, rap sheet. There's a
1: lot of talk about the Lamar contract, and now there's this whole entire thing that Jeremy Fowler said that he's not asking for a fully guaranteed contract. But the way it was worded was weird. Is he asking for 230 million, but not that being the full guarantee, or is it like 200 million? What is the? Do you know what the number is that would be for him, and what the years would be?
4: I don't know. Uh, so I don't believe there is like a quote unquote number say, like I must have this contract because if it's a three year deal, then I do believe he would want it to be fully guaranteed. If it's a five year deal, then I don't believe it would need to be fully guaranteed. It would just, the full guarantees would have to be basically what he wants, like basically even with his ability, right? So it's not like he's like fully guaranteed dealer, plus he just wants enough fully guaranteed to where. He basically has to sign the deal. Um, it's it's hard to get there, um, but I like this was all this whole week was interesting because he does the trade request publicly as Harbaugh is sitting down, very calculated. However, he also in the course of the past week had been negotiating with the Ravens on a potential deal also. So he went publicly his request, but also negotiating you know in good faith with them. Mm. It made me think that it's about money. How'd you food, know that? And made me think they could get some. What's that?
0: So they're negotiating. That's brand news. I, I didn't know. I didn't know no. that was the case. They they are negotiating as of this week. Lamar in Baltimore.
4: Yeah, I mean, I believe it was last week, but yes, like within the past ten days, they have he has been negotiating with them while also going public. When
0: he put that tweet out, a couple days ago. Yeah, it was this week. So the the, the 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 tweet was this week, though, right? Monday.
4: The tweet was Monday, and I think yeah, so. Last week, he had been negotiating with them, and then Monday, he goes out with
0: them. Oh, so obviously, there was zero... Yeah, no movement. There, no. Well, maybe there was some movement, right, m- no, but no. nowhere near yeah. enough. I thought you were talking nope, about them negotiating, near, like, right. this week. Yeah. I thought it was, like, after the no, tweet no, no, no. goes out, they're still negotiating. I'm like, whoa, whoa, oh, oh, that's a that's a big piece of information there, then. That would have been. Because... That would
4: have been very similar.
0: I think a lot of us just assume he's not going back because of uh, page two of the letter to his fans that he put on Twitter, and it's like, all right, I guess we'll just kind of watch as it goes. Yeah. I'm excited to hear that Fowler said, you know, he doesn't want fully guaranteed money. He quote tweeted the $133 million, uh, tweet and said, I need an agent, and I'm supposed to get this. It's like, who knows what the number is? Is it more than what Deshaun wants? Is it over $200 million he wants? Like, is it... Interesting. Another one, Odell Beckham Jr. So that uh, meeting uh, happened out at the uh, league meetings where he gave big dap up to Sala. Yeah, yeah. clean. And Jay Douglas, you saw his commercial fridge-sized back Just mm-hmm. kind of standing in uh, in the frame as well. And I think there's somebody from a different organization in New Jersey in the background yep. there. Mm-hmm. Did Odell just kind of meet with everybody, only a certain amount of people? And did you look at him and say, this dude is the coolest-dressed human of all fucking time, whatever oh, you saw. Him. I mean, his,
4: his Mariners hat was amazing. Like oh. that was, like, I, I was awkwardly standing by the front door, like, just chit-chatting as he walked in. Oh, it Stefanski? Uh, I was, so his just, he pulls up, he gives Stefanski some love and then, uh, I get a big bro hug as well, which is, I, you know, that was Whoa, a great moment. What? And then he went in and, and, but yes, I mean, I would say, hold on, he was hold dead. on, hold but on, was, hold on, hold on, hold on,
0: yeah. Hold on, yeah. Go ahead. and we need to get into your side of it. The Stefanski dap up with OBJ not planned. You don't think? Oh,
4: I mean, definitely not planned because okay. I'm literally standing in, in the front door talking to Stefanski. And he goes, What are you looking at? And I say, I think Odell just pulled up. And he goes, Oh, O's here? And he just
0: walks out and goes and says, Oh, wow. Oh. 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 Okay. Oh. 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 Because oh. oh. it did look very natural, which is good. But I also didn't know if they were trying to set that up as, like, uh, you know, like, hey, I'm going to be there. We'd love to meet you. And it was just so happened to be a camera. Yeah, I miss you, bro. Like, wait on it. It was like because that Cleveland situation was obviously very loud. Yeah. And it also carries, you know, I think that's a big deal for OBJ that Stefanski oh, I was here, still loves mm-hmm. OBJ for any other team that is potentially thinking about getting Odell Beckham Jr. There's always going to be the portion of humans that are like, it's not worth everything. It's like, seems like he's loved pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I don't
4: know. I mean, I know what the reputation is. And like, obviously in Cleveland, it didn't end well. And like, so cool. they loved him in L.A., man. Like, they loved him with the Rams. Um, and they loved him in Cleveland. Look at oh
0: Oh, look yeah. at Owen, Coach DeFansk. Oh, yeah. Look at Owen's DeFansk. Right. Oh! Oh! Um,
4: oh! Yeah, so, I mean, I, th- I think his, his reputation is – I mean, he's, he's a little bit older now, like, probably has matured, like – He's a pretty well liked guy, I would
0: say. I think so as well. So after he daps up Stefanski, he feels obligated to dap you up because he doesn't know who you are, but you are in an NFL sanctioned event. Right. Doesn't know who's looking at what, has right. to do it. Be a nice, guy. Daps you up. Good dap. You probably gave him a fresh one. We like that that happened. Mm-hmm. Is he mean with everybody? Do you, what do you think the setup was? Was it like Derek Carr in Indy at the Combine where he was kind of like just holding meetings there? What is, what is this like and was it productive, we think?
4: Uh, he did not have an Airbnb. Um, yeah, cheaper? You no, know, he basically. So he, as far as I know, he met with. he mentioned the, the Joe Douglas solid conversation. Believe really, the Ravens he met with as well, uh, and I think at least one other team. Uh, it was it was you know like he he literally lives there. He was training there. Like get to meet him. It sounded like the meetings were really positive. You know, in the end, it's about like money as is the offers. And I think that the Ravens, you know, you got to get. I think Lamar's going to be there this year. That's what it seems like. But, like, you don't know what's going to happen. So, if you're a receiver, you side with Baltimore, like, are you 100% sure Lamar's there? So, I think there's some questions there. But I think the meetings were pretty
0: positive. Hell, yeah. All right. That's good news. uh, I'm hoping to hear that Odell Beckham Jr. is going to a team that we love. Yes. Because I can't wait to see him back out there. It looks like, hey, sounds like you're at the place to be. Yeah, On this particular Feel Good Friday – you know, we got a weather-aware Friday happening here in Indiana and all across the Midwest. Sounds like that was not the case where you are at right now. Yeah. All great vibes around Ian Rappaport right now, it feels like.
4: There's some good vibes. I like got the pool kind of to my left. Um, some people, you you would not believe this, but it's early. Some people are drinking already. you believe that?
0: Yeah, what do. have you had? Wow. What? What have you had? What do you mean? What? Why? Uh... Can I get a beer? Rita? Ride. 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 Sangria? Ride. Ride. Margarita? Ride. Ride. Is that what you've been doing over there? Tequila? Ride. Yeah, he's <laughs> at the yeah. bar. fun yep. phone just uh, dropped in the overheated. Pool. Yeah. Oh, save by the bell. All right. See you, booze bag. Have a great day. We appreciate you, ladies and gentlemen, here Rapport. Yay! His phone actually overheated. Yep. Too much fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what a sense. joke. That shirt. He's living, dude. Chill. See those glasses he had on? Yeah, those were awesome. Sweet. Imagine pool. walking into a pool party. And Ian Rapport's just sitting there, yeah. glasses, WrestleMania seat. Who's that little guy? <laughs> Whoa. I assume, <laughs> oh, come I on. assume some All people right. said that. Sorry. Nobody said that. Come on. Definitely that's the coolest <laughs> he's ever looked.
1: People On our show? Said that. Yes. Yeah,
0: that's the best I've ever seen Ian Rapport. For sure. Can't you
1: see him like sitting on one of those long beach chairs with his feet like dangling down and he's like kicking around on it?
0: Yeah, I, I, I can see it with a drink in hand. Yeah, exactly. Sound maybe... Uh, fidgeting with a, a straw. Yep. Sure, yeah, someone check that guy's ID. About
5: 30 Bud Light bottles clanking around at his on, feet. On yep.
0: this side over here. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah, I've seen him there, yeah. In my head, at least. Yeah. Makes sense. He's always calling, though, from that, you know, dungeon.
1: A weird room. In the
0: basement of yeah. his house. Mm-hmm. His bop room. We don't know what he does in no. his off time. There is a chance, allegedly, potentially, mm-hmm. that he does go down there and bop. Who's to say? Dirty bop, you know, that's, mm-hmm. he's sure. down there. Exactly. Just okay. doing it when – cameras are on down there, though, Ian. That's a mm-hmm. good point. Because I do point. believe, yeah, you know – of it. Northern, so he does his TV hits from that basement. Yep. He does the calls with us from there. I think he lives in there. I think there's a – so the fact that he has an opportunity to go down to a pool in South Florida, I'm happy for Ian. Yeah. He gave us everything he had. Did we learn anything? No, he said uh, – uh, no. no, Lamar and them were talking last week.
2: Other than uh, Stefanski said, oh, O's here? Yeah,
0: a big deal. That yeah. is a big deal because he was happy. First of all, Rappaport tippy-toeing. Mm-hmm. What's going on What's over going- there? Oh. You know what I mean? Yeah, Jerry. Oh no, it's, it's Odell Beckham Jr. Odell. How about a, how about a O though? Mm-hmm. And Ian Rappaport yeah. wrapping up. Sweet yeah. daff up. How cool do you think Rap felt? Rap looked around immediately. Say anybody? Yeah. Post anybody arrow. We're seeing. Make sure post, that uh, arrow video. Speaking of that type of situation, I saw Jay Glazer in the back of a Sylvester Stallone video on here. Oh, what? so cool? Sylvester Stallone and uh, Pacino. Oh, yeah. I know he's tight with both of them. And, I mean, I, how do you make that? How do you make that a Mount Rushmore? Jay, Pacino, Stallone, what? Guy Fieri. Bo. That was the fourth person in the video. That's <laughs> not how
3: Stallone said it.
0: That's how. What's Stallone what's say?
3: say? Oh, here we go, Guy Fieri. <laughs>
0: Well, well he's Italian. He said that. Yeah, you're allowed hell? to say whatever you want whenever you're Rocky. I saw this video on the internet yesterday. Actually, it was sent into our group. Somebody else saw it on the internet. I watched it. Yep. Jay Glazer's fucking in there. He is yeah, he's connected. Had a great week. Yeah, Zito just said in my ear that video potentially from three, four years ago. I was going to say, I, I do right. remember That's that. That's pre
2: COVID video? I believe so. Whoa! they were doing, doing like a, long a, time a documentary ago. or something, and yeah, big big launch party.
0: All right, let's start talking about some stuff. out. Ha- yeah, here it is. This is from the mayor of uh, Guy Guy Fieri, Mayor Flavor Time. Al Pacino of braids. I'm about he to looks introduce awesome.
3: the great Al uh, Pacino <laughs> to the great Guy Fieri. Oh, oh no! He's going to make some great food today. You your Jay, yes, Jay. What's going on? Here. Tell me where to get it. Is.
0: Guy, house. look who it is! Uh, what's it going is? on in the back here? Guy Guy Fieri's in the fucking kitchen. Hell yeah. Where's Where's the the vat of donkey sauce? It's back there. He's always hungry. Uh, He's always hungry. Of course. Boom. Guy Fieri kept his cool there. He did. Didn't he? Oh, yeah.
2: He's a star.
0: He he had had salt and stuff on his hands Mm because he just got done, you know, beating up some sauce. Doing it. And then he said, hey, sir, I I wish I had clean hands when I get to shake your hand out. I would never wash this hand again, but... I got donkey sauce and stuff all over Look at my right. fingers. Sorry, Al. Fucking hell. Shout out Guy Fieri and Jay Glazer hanging out with Sly Stallone and Pacino four years ago. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Thought that was from this week, obviously. <laughs> Let's move along. Um, Belichick, earlier this week, said one of the most savage things we've heard in a long time from Bill Belichick. Mostly, Bill Belichick is known for being an absolutely miserable prick to the sure. media. Yes. Okay? Win, miserable. Lose, certainly more miserable. Nope. Give them nothing, fuck them all, has been his mindset towards the media at his press conferences for his entirety of his career as a New England Patriot head coach. I do not know what he was like when he was with the Giants or the Browns, but we do know that since becoming the greatest coach and greatest GM of all time, he has certainly handled the media in one particular way, and that is a game. Yeah. You you were saying something. I'm answering your question and saying literally nothing to you. And if you come back to me, I'm gonna visibly be pissed off yep. about it and move along. Greatest coach of all time. Okay? For sure. By far, yep. This is how he handles the media. So whenever he kind of uses a moment there to kind of dunk and flex a little bit, and he says like Hey, uh, Patriots fans are wondering what they can be optimistic about. And he goes, oh, I don't know. The last 25 fucking years yeah. is what his answer was. It was sweet. Now he has gone on to a radio station, uh, I believe, and addressed that part of thing. We're not resting on our past, yawnies. That's not the message to the team or the fans. Belichick told the Boston Globe at Louisiana State's Pro Day, we have never operated that way in aren't now. I love that because he dunked for the first time ever. Somebody's like, excuse me, are you saying that the past success is what fans should just automatically... If, if, he, I would love to see his face while he was answering that question as well, yes. having to address it all. I love Bill Belichick. Still has his fastball. Mm-hmm. Still has the mind for football, it sounds like. Always will. Are they ever going to win again? You guys ever going to win again with Bill Belichick?
1: The Super Bowl? Just win. Uh, I mean, we went to the playoffs two years ago, but I, like that's the thing. The, the
0: Colts went to the uh, playoffs two years that, ago. That's
1: Apparently. my point. Like, for... Some organizations three years ago. ago Philip Rivers for some or, out, organizations mind. it's just it's just different. Like winning for Patriots fans is the fucking Super Bowl. Like for a lot of other teams, Foxy has been saying it for years now. Taylor, not a lot of other teams. No, true.
0: But for, yeah, yeah, you're, you're trying to do the whole like. Well, for, for us, it's different than a lot. Of, it's not a lot of it's the Lions. Yeah. yeah.
1: For, for most teams, it's Super Bowl or bust. And then there are teams like the Lions where it's 10-7 and 7 in a playoff one, and that's the greatest season of all time. So, like, you were asking if they'll ever win again. They're probably not going to win a Super Bowl in the next five to ten years. No, uh, no. Guess, uh, How old will he be? He'll be 80. Well, yeah, yeah, but look, I mean, look around. Not, no no, teams in this room or area is going to win the Super Bowl in the next five to ten years.
0: Yeah, we just got a brand new head coach, though. Guy's young, could live forever.
1: Yeah, Jordan exactly. About, yeah.
0: So 20, Jordan Love could be a guy for yeah. the next 20 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he could,
1: but they'll – probably fucked that up in the line
0: no! you talking about ours come
1: on i'm talking about basically everybody
0: oh okay yeah probably yeah. <laughs> yeah there's a massive chance so
1: like I, I don't know if it'll ever be the super bowl uh, or bust again because that's not what it is now and that's why what belichick said i loved because yeah like i have lived a football life that is only known like uh, afc championships and super bowls so like after after that yeah, there is going to be a little drop-off, and that's where the Chiefs are now. Do
0: you think Bill ever looks in the mirror and goes, do I still got it? I don't think so. No, I don't think he pauses to
1: take a moment, ever.
0: So like when he's brushing his teeth? Yes. And there just happens to be. I, he doesn't have a mirror in his bathroom?
1: I know. He probably has one of those. But he
0: might not. You've seen the way he walks out to those. Yeah, yeah he, he might not. He,
1: he has a mirror that's like small, like Matthew McConaughey in True Detective, where he, you can only see your eye in it. Why does he have that? Look himself in the eyes and know that he still has it.
0: Oh, so it's not about what everything else is. That's no. all just a fugue. No,
1: and, and when, if he is brushing his teeth, taking a moment, it's not about the shit before. It's about, like, who am I going to draft in the fifth round this year? Like, well, who, what pick? Yeah, but aren't you
0: worried maybe it's not like that anymore?
1: No. I mean, at some point. Yeah. No, not to, at how all. How old is
0: he? He's 70. How was he? 72? Yeah. Going to be? He might be thinking, like, what am I going to watch before I go to bed tonight? Yeah, what if he's like, oh, The Last of Us, new episode. Yeah. Yeah. What if, that's, what if The Last of Us captured him? Like, yeah. What was something that happened a year ago whenever he decided to hire a defensive guy as his offensive coordinator? What was the show? Did Tiger King... Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah. Did something get him where he got to, oh, can't focus on football as much. Who do you want as offense offensive coordinator? Uh, who's watching this game with me? Uh, Matt is. Patricia. You're yeah. a fucking offensive coordinator. Is that what's happening behind the scenes? Are we worried about that at all? No, not at all. I'm just, not saying that's happening. I'm just asking questions just, that I think there, there need to be a, asked in yeah. good Sports media journalism. yeah, and there's
1: a situation where maybe there's a Marvel movie, you know, that Black Panther two came out in November. Who knows? Maybe he was looking forward to that. We'll kind of forever, but when you listen to like Lombardi talk about Bill Belichick and the people who are around him and know him and how he loves it, and you know, he's happier than ever having fun. The media portion—that's all we get to see. But like the players, when they talk about him, it's like he's fun, he's awesome. That twenty-five years quote—a lot of the former players. Brewski, right. uh Asante Samuel, we saw right. yesterday. Right. Yeah. Uh, they came out and they're like, "This is not very Belichick-like for him to say twenty-five years." You know, that last—that's
0: what I'm two saying. Decades, yeah, it's not like him at that, all. This is a very. What if he's brand new? What if he is just a human now?
2: Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: What if? He, what if he's become a human? Does I mean, that scare you a little bit? I think it. It scares me. If I'm a Patriots fan, it's like I'm happy for Bill. Mm-hmm. I was like, you see Tom on that beach? Oh my god, having a
1: great time. Yeah.
0: Have you seen what Peyton's done since he's been retired? Have a good time. Like, these guys, I think, they get scared to death of retirement. They get very, very worried. Mm -hmm. I think we saw it happen with Aaron. Yeah. You know, I think Aaron was even going through it a couple different times because all they've known their entire lives, especially these people there at the top, he came up through the Navy Football Academy. Yeah. His dad was a coach there. He's been through, he's been in football for all you know is just this, 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 this forever. Yes. And it's been very good to you. It's treated you very well. Your legacy is great. Everybody will talk about you forever. You're normally rather wealthy. You have everything set up for you. Bang, the game yeah. is the reason for all this. So stepping away from it is a very difficult decision. Steve Young did a entire special with ESPN this year about the basically feeling as if you fall to the bottom of a cliff mm-hmm. and nobody cares that you're down yeah, there anymore. Battered. Yeah, battered. And you just kind of got to pick yourself up and figure out a way to kind of get up there. So that mental obstacle that or fear that a lot of guys have whenever they're thinking about disappearing, is like I'm going to lose my identity. I'm going to do that whole thing. I think a lot of guys, as of late, with the way modern technology is and the way you can still make money off your knowledge of football, even if you're not picked to go to a network or do something like that, I think the modern state where everybody's story seems to matter, I think guys are kind of less having that fear, mm-hmm. like uh, stepping away from the game. I think there's less fear of that particular thing because they'll be able to find a new identity or continue to live in the football world somehow and do their thing and make a living for their family and be a success story. So it's like... You see these guys that are at the top retire and enjoy the fuck out of their life. Mm -hmm. You just have to assume at some point a 72-year-old who has accomplished everything potentially looks around and goes, you know, this boat that I ride on three days a year and they record every single moment I'm on this thing and put it out there as if I've ever lived a life, which I certainly haven't. Maybe I do want to just go on like a month where I just kind of enjoy my life and kind of do something else. I wonder if that's ever going to happen for Bill Belichick. And when you hear him say, like, oh, in the last 25 years, it's almost like, I. and we saw him wear that top hat yep, yep. a couple of years back Minnesota. and like all this other stuff. It's like, I wonder when Bill Belichick will lose that fucking competitive edge. Because it is not easy to keep those juices, that com- the competitive juices of just wanting to work up, wake up earlier than everybody else, mm-hmm. wanting to watch more tape than everybody else, wanting to grind more than everybody else. Like, that's all your competitive juices. Like, that is what that is. I'm not going to lose because I'm going to outwork everybody. And if I don't outwork everybody, somebody else will beat me. Like, that's the people that are at the top of fucking everything. It's their competitive yeah. juice level is absurd. That is exhausting, though. Mm -hmm. At some point, you would think that this human would lose that, but I guess there's a chance that he just never does as well, and that's just who Bill Belichick is. But when he says, like, yeah, the last 25 years, I think of myself, Oh, Bill Belichick has looked back on maybe what he has accomplished, which is... Good. Like I think he should at least enjoy what he has created a little bit post football, as opposed to being a guy that everybody has to hate. You know, have mm-hmm. have to hate this guy. It's like, yo, we just watched the greatest fucking run of a coach and a GM that this league is ever gonna see. I wonder if he's getting to the point where he's starting to kinda appreciate it, maybe step away, but who knows? He might just be a robot till the day he dies.
2: Well, and I think with him, like you could see why it might scare you because the reality, like a lot of these guys who are retiring, like you still have Half of your life ahead of you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like you—you've been in it, and like it's obviously a jarring change when you go from knowing what to expect every single day when you're playing. But it's like a lot of times when you're retiring, it's forty. It's like, okay, now I'm officially in the next phase of my life. Like I can I can bank high end guys, yeah, Mm -hmm. these high end guys. I can bank on what I've done, and I can still make money off my name for the, and I can enjoy my family and do all this stuff that I could never do. Like three fourths of Bill's life's behind him. You know, it's like... and, and
0: 72.
2: And, dude, and exactly. it's not like it would happen, but you hear all the time of these guys, and again, he's in like great physical shape, and his mind is obviously very... But you hear of a lot of these guys who it's like, you know, how long has he been coaching? 50-some years? It's like when they're done, like, they they get all of a sudden they get sick and they die not too long after because it's just like, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And he was older, but like you, you do hear it. It's like you put everything, uh, uh, every part of your being into doing what he does and then you retire. And it's like, oh, I don't have half of my life left. It's like, I'm in the last chapter here. Like now, how do I, how do I deal with this?
0: Yeah. Well, we hope he gets to enjoy it. Right. yeah That's all I hope. And I hope he's still enjoying it. But I do like thinking that he maybe has evolved a little bit because even looking back on past success, it's like, that means that he has yeah. some moment. I think we've seen more in documentaries and conversations mm-hmm. where I think he has alluded to how he's been successful and why they've been successful. But I like the thought of him having a cigar, whiskey, Wide. with somebody, mm-hmm. getting a little tuned up. Yeah. A yeah. little tuned up, not just... Nice buzz. Nice buzz and going like, we fucking killed everybody mm-hmm. yeah. for like 20 years. Yeah. We just were, and then a friend going like, yeah, dude, like and then like breaking down stats, like that human moment I feel like potentially has happened and that's why in his mind when that question was asked about the optimism The past 25 years.
1: My entire existence
0: in this organization has been great. Yeah. It's uh, it's an interesting thing because the NFL is going to miss him if he's ever gone, which it feels like it never will
1: happen. Yeah. And like the guys who do retire, like the family thing is a massive thing. And his two sons coach with him. Like I I get the whole entire like, hey, he could be a grandfather or something, but he spends damn near every day with his sons because they coach for the Patriots. Could you imagine
0: just like at 72 with the shape he's in, he could still not that he would want to do this. Mm hmm. Like, you can still go through, like, a backpack tour through, like, Europe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like sure. You can live. Uh-huh. Like, you, can, you can, I don't want to say, Ska-na-na-na. I don't want to say, yeah, like, right. all of that uh-huh. stuff. But, like, this dude's entire life has been ball. Yes. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't blame him if he starts losing the. He'll probably the be a lot healthier, too, right? I don't know, because that like schedule might keep him. Yeah. The schedule might keep him in shape. Like, I think, he, remember, he was under a squat rack down there in fucking. Big right. Though. Miami.
1: So, in Philly, in Philly, when they're trying to yeah, get Philly, hurt. there, it is. I'm sorry, but he he will, he'll beat the all time wins record, and then it'll be, you know, one or two more seasons. But he's not going to do the whole tour thing, I don't think.
0: How many more games to Don uh, I want
1: to say like
2: 43. So, he still has at least four <sighs> he's seasons. He's got 10 more years. Yeah,
1: well we'll see about that joking, but
2: don't you think it's more likely though that instead of like backpacking or doing any of that bullshit like when he's done with the patriots he'll go be like a special advisor or a special assistant for navy like he'll still be around you know like he'll do something like that i think like i don't
0: know if also like a fortune 50 company well, well that, I mean, yeah, he's definitely but i think
2: whatever he does like football will be involved
0: imagine mm-hmm. walking into a board of a like, just think of succession when you walk into that board. They pe- they place people on board that are of importance and serve a duty and voting matters at some places. Mm-hmm, sure. Other yeah, places, Unless it doesn't. Unless it doesn't, <laughs> yeah. you know. Imagine walking into one of those boardrooms and fucking Bill Belichick is just one of the members of the board and you're giving a pitch and the board has to vote on it or whatever. It's like, this is awesome. Of yeah. course you're doing this, mm-hmm. Bill. This is the right play. He'll be able to scratch the itch of utilizing – his brain somehow 298 career wins don shula 328 george hallis 318 yeah i'm not but i don't
1: I'm, i don't think this is including playoffs because he passed george hallis last year
0: what a big joke that is mm-hmm. adam Vinatieri, none of his playoff points counted in his points scored so when he was like most points scored in the history of the nfl it's mm-hmm. like actually 2 years late yeah. yeah like that oh the most important points don't count the most important wins makes sense. don't count. That that certainly That's, mm-hmm. that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. I guess that is the because per- there was, I think there was thirteen straight years. Vinatieri was in the playoffs,
1: kicking field goals. Yeah, I think. Crushed. You. Yeah, probably from two thousand one till
0: two thousand or probably ten years to eleven years yeah. in the playoffs, deep in the playoffs. Yeah, playing at least like three yeah. games every single time. Yeah, so too. He obviously won three Super Bowls with the Patriots. Yep. One Super Bowl with the Colts. Mm-hmm. Played in another. Played in another with the Colts. Played in another with the Patriots. Yep. Bunch so, of AFC championships. Just think about, yeah, every so year it was at least an yeah. AFC championship yeah. pretty much. Think about how many games that is. Mm-hmm. That they just didn't it's like count. like three whole seasons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if they add that in there, it just didn't count towards the points. Here are the top ten winningest coaches. Don Shula, 347. Bill Belichick, 329. Okay. yeah, 31 playoff wins. It's almost two seasons hilarious yeah unbelievable that's wins that's not like
1: yeah real, that's,
0: that's not just games yeah. played he has two seasons of playoff wins yeah. not even <laughs> the the
1: crazy one really is like when is andy reed andy reed with mahomes he might coach till he's 85 because mahomes is going to be there why would he call it at any time soon
0: andy reed too seems to almost be refreshed with this whole new offense. yes how could you not be with travis kelsey on your team
2: Finger. oh
1: god
0: travis kelsey <laughs> looking at the coach's photo Okay, it was circulating the internet. It was being captioned like, watching Travis Kelsey look at the annual coach's photo is literally the greatest thing of all time. I'm like, God damn it. I hate whenever social media people make this as the caption because you're setting Travis Kelsey up to not look good. Like, mm-hmm. that's that's a tough expectation. High sell. That's a tough narrative going into a video, and we are massive Travis Kelsey fans. Then watched it, fucking caption was right. So yeah. good. He, he is fan-fucking-tastic, mm-hmm. dude. Mm-hmm. Him not knowing coaches that he's played against numerous times For sure. in his own, div- in his own division, yeah. Just, yeah. just having no idea in the way he goes about explaining. it, And then his brother, his own kin here laughing in his face. <laughs> yeah. It was magic. It yeah. was absolutely magic. Those annual photos provide great context and everything like that. It providing us with Travis Kelsey roasting mm-hmm. numerous yeah, NFL head coaches yeah. yep. is maybe its greatest gift. So I hope they keep doing that. And uh, Big shout-out to Trent. You crushed on Saturday Night Live. Yep. Yep. Crushed on the field. Obviously won another Super Bowl. Duh. New Heights is fucking fantastic. Yep. So good. And him not having a fucking clue who any of these head coaches were, top tier. Yeah. I fucking love everything about it. But to the point, Andy Reid's got that guy on the team. Right. he has got Patrick Mahomes. He's got a lot of years left on his soul.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Know. And I mean, it's just crazy how, you know, like – what, 10 years ago, people were talking about Andy Reid just being, like, the guy who, you know, and now, mm-hmm. like, we're having the same conversation. He's obviously probably not going to catch Belichick in terms of wins, but, like, could it, Andy Reid could end his career with five or six Super Bowls, you know, and oh, then yeah. that just, like, completely changes the narrative, like, is he, you know, 1A, one, one 1B one with Belichick for the greatest
0: coach of all time? What if what if Andy Reid is asked a question similar similar to that? Cause we did say him, say Jordan Love. Uh, ah, mm-hmm. I like, can't say Chiefs. Mm-hmm. I am so sorry. He's good for more for my man. He played great. One quarter, I remember pretty good. That was awesome. Um, what if he gets asked? Hey, uh, you know, if they lose two games early. What's something that fans should hear to keep them optimistic? He goes, oh, don't last eight years. What, mm-hmm. what? if he says the? Yeah, what awesome if he drops the Bill quote. The, uh, the Bill Belichick quote. I mean, that would be a fantastic go-to. He's in the same company as them, which is a wild change of narrative for Andy Reid because all anybody did was talk shit about how he could get there but couldn't win it. Yeah, well, He'd get there, couldn't mm-hmm. win it.
2: Blows his load early every year with his play calling and stuff like that.
0: Andy Reid's season was a real thing. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. seemingly did happen. Mm-hmm. Then he found his match with Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, exactly. And then that offense has just become so damn dynamic and entertaining to watch. He's babyface. Andy Reid full babyface for everything he's done with football alongside Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, for now. We'll see the same
1: thing happen with Bill I don't know, if they're
0: doing that ring around Rosie play. Oh yeah, yeah. They'll continue it. when That's I say for
1: now, I mean the foreseeable future but when it's all said and done the argument will be just like with bill well he couldn't have done it without Mahomes. that is going to happen yeah
0: but the only people doing that argument was when tom brady left you know when tom yeah, brady definitely. left it was like who's going to do it who's going to do that i think now any sane person is like needed each other you know like that entire thing it'll, I think. Uh, that, it'll also be interesting you don't think
1: so that's not happening i think that i think that's how we think i, I think there's a lot of people who will say otherwise
2: I wonder if it'll get to the point where people hate the Chiefs like they did the Patriots because, like, Mahomes is so likable, Andy Reid's so likable, Kelsey is like. I wonder if people will have the same resentment towards the like the the Chiefs that they did the Pats and like the Yankees and you know like all the the Lakers, like all these teams who win all these championships because it's just different. Like with them in the Midwest, like they're kind of just so likable that I feel like even now they've won and kind of been there and people. Don't hate him yet, you know.
0: Jackson was trying his best there, and they sure. hop right back into it. But um, for sure, the Pittsburgh Steelers had the dynasty. They've been loved forever, right? Ain't that yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh,
5: yeah, outside of like the the core like
2: AFC North rivalries, I think every other fan base like at
0: least it, respects um, it them. Can yeah, they, like, yeah, it can happen, yeah. they can have You be Pittsburgh's been loved a long time. Mm.
1: Well, and now you get so much behind the scenes stuff. Like you get to see Pat, like Patrick Mahomes was mic'd up playing golf with Josh Allen. It's like it's so much easier to like these. Guys. And also,
0: Patrick Mahomes. Miked up for QB one. Oh yeah, they, yeah. On Netflix, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, ne- on Netflix, Omaha and yeah. NFL Films. I believe Patrick Mahomes miked up. Is it all public? I don't know what's all public. It pul- is. Okay, Kirk okay, yeah. Cousins and Mariota. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. So I have heard now. My source says have told me that this is going to be phenomenal. I'm pumped what's for this. Like the amount of access that was given by. Mahomes, Cousins, and Mariota, kind of how the storylines went, where they were with them. Plus, there's, you know, maybe a quarterback mind potentially piecing this whole thing together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So understands like what can be given away, what can't be given away, sure. what can be asked, what can't be asked, what can be shown, what can't be shown. So it's like, uh, I've been told that this is going to be like remarkable. And the more you learn about somebody, the more you tend to respect and appreciate and understand that person, the more you're going to like them. And I think that with Patrick Mahomes, to your point about the mic'd up with Josh Allen and everything like that, I think we're going to learn – even more about him. And this is just at this stage of his career. Who knows what's going to happen going forward about why he does what he does, how he goes about doing what he does, his family, like his actual, now his kids, like his wife. I think whenever you learn about people, you're less likely to hate them. Mm -hmm. So back in the day, whenever people were going on these dynastic runs, the only thing people were really known for were all of their flaws and also making them miserable by beating their fucking team. Now it's like, yeah, miserable beat the team, but, oh, pretty relatable human here mm-hmm. that is doing this. is just kind of a different world of whether or not you like or don't like somebody. So I think there's a chance Patrick Mahomes could remain babyface for a long, long time, I think. But how many times can you steal the soul of a stadium and still be liked? That'll be the big piece of information that we're going to find
2: out. Yeah, because, you see, I mean, you just assume, you know, like people who watch sports, like eventually, like if he I, – like I love Patrick Mahomes. I love watching him. I don't think I'll ever stop love watching him play. But if he has – Seven Super Bowl rings, you know, 10 years from now, I'll be like, okay, fuck this guy. Like, I'm sick yeah, of just seeing this. just naturally going to yeah. happen. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
0: That's just the way it works. PMI, yeah. the it works. PMI, uh, PMI Mitt, Patrick Mahomes and Chase for Liddy, Avi. Yeah. For the uh, next yeah. decade. Uh, yeah, or so? no yeah, no cap. No cap,
6: dude. I mean, I think that I right. could get to the point where I don't like Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> you don't I like really them. Don't I don't. I'm What
0: is your deal? You're a known hater. I didn't know that. I wow. mean, I'm what? not.
2: <laughs> oh. I'm not a hater per se, but like, his dad works in the division. Uh, dad works God. in the division.
6: Dad used to work for the Chiefs uh. right before Patrick Mahomes. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of a jealous
1: oh. hater
0: here. Okay. But okay. yeah, Andy oh, well. Reid came in, yeah. brought his own. Yeah. Mahomes. Now I'm thankful that he got because <laughs> he came to Indianapolis right. immediately after that. Now he had no agent at the time. Sure. Mm-hmm. And I believe his negotiation skills were poor, but he did become the Indianapolis Colts <laughs> special teams. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's numerous conversations I had with him. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, why Why is this a uh, bud? I just wanted to cut, co- like, just loves ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I do believe coming to Indianapolis was a good move in the full spectrum of Tom McMahon's career, oh, we think. We think it got better for us. It got better because we got to meet you, yeah. obviously. Oh, yeah. But we could see how personal biasy. right. Could lead you to not like maybe a team or a situation or organization. Patrick Mahomes is going to be tough to not like
1: it. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And the seven rings thing definitely could happen. The AFC is so good. Like, New England, we talked about this. New England, when they were in their run, it was two, three guys that were Peyton and Big Ben. Like Flacco. Fl- fl- of course, <laughs> footsteps. But after that, like, it, there wasn't anybody. Now there's six. You know why the AFC is so loaded? Why? Because they're so bad for?
0: No. Because everybody knows that they're going to catch up to Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I yeah, think yeah. like that is like For the sure. AFC under very much understands. We got a big bad wolf in here now, and it is the next generation of it. And he's got Andy Reid. I, I feel like the AFC, you know, I guess I don't want to say any, nobody's like, like Philly's going all in. Obviously, yeah. they mm-hmm. will just do whatever they yeah, can do. QB talent alone. But if you're on the AFC side, like hey, you got to keep up with mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Not that the NFC doesn't have to as well. I mean, everybody's trying to win a Super Bowl, but I think that is like the start. And then Joe Burrow comes in. Exactly. Right? And then Josh Allen comes into his own. Now, and then Lamar Jackson's an MVP. It's like, holy. Now Rodgers is coming over. Now Russell Wilson has Sean
1: Payton. Now Jimmy G's reunited with Mike or with Josh McDaniels.
0: Could you imagine Russ and Sean just start lighting it up? I don't think Sean Payton, and we don't know him that well, he said in his conversation with us radio row, you guys have a lot of similar opinions to me when yeah. you talk about sport. It was like, okay, so I feel like I know. Kind of get it. I kind of get where Sean Payton's coming from. Don't know him personally. I don't think he'll allow Russell to suck. No, no. Like, if Russell sucks like he did last year for whatever reason, hey, maybe he took a year.
1: Who knows? hmm I think he'll. Yeah, see ya.
0: Like, I think Sean will.
1: You know what I mean? And they brought yeah. in Jared Stidham. I don't think that was just to have him watch just in case. And if
0: Stidham ain't the guy, I don't think Sean <laughs> yeah, is... Yeah, uh, he can go find... They might draft a guy in the third round yeah. this year. I think Sean has the pull. Not that Hackett didn't, but seemingly Hackett he didn't. didn't. Yeah. I think Sean Payton has the resume, and during his negotiations and conversations, like, hey, if this doesn't work for one reason, they're going to give everything they can to Russell to make it work. They're right. paying him $180 million or mm-hmm. whatever. They are certainly going to try to make it work. I think Sean Payton will not allow it to, like... I, I think they are going to be a... Uh, I think they're going to be a good fucking team. Yeah, I, I think the Broncos are going to be a great team with Sean Payton. I think Russell Wilson is going to have a bounce back year, obviously, because I think Sean's going to force him to. I think he's going to hold him accountable. And Russ doesn't want everybody to think the no. same way they thought of him last year. That would be a terrible, terrible offense. He a brand-new offense yet again. Mm-hmm. Going to have to learn his third one in like three years or whatever. Not going to be easy. They're going to be good. And Jimmy G knows that offense, right? Yep. Already, yeah, he already. And they got Devontae Adams still. Mm-hmm. Lose Darren Waller because McDaniel said, hey, the wedding's at forty-five, sixty-eight, <laughs> yeah. whatever, yeah. right mm-hmm. before it happened with him. And that's allegedly, reportedly, mm-hmm. a piece of why he got traded to the opposite side of the country, mm-hmm. even though his wife plays for the Las Vegas Aces in Las Vegas, the same place as the Raiders, and they just got married. So going to the opposite side of the country, seemingly – you know, personally not good. Right. But it turns out personally was good. Yes. Anything to get out of this building with this guy. Seemingly. Seemingly. How it's being reported. Darren Waller and McDaniel's not getting along. They got Josh Jacobs back on a yep. franchise tag. He led the NFL in rushing. Jacoby Myers, they added in free agency. Defense they got people. It's like mm-hmm. Renfro. Hey, the is awesome. It's loaded.
1: <laughs> a- every division aside from the AFC South, you can make the argument for Oh,
0: oh, oh, it's AFC South dogs everywhere. No, no. Actually, hey, hey, the, hey, the, the, really,
1: <laughs> really the opposite. But uh, every division feels like it has three Legitimate. Contract. All right, let's
0: get to a break. Not a bad first hour of conversation here, boys. No. no. my Mick comes in. I actually... Mahomes fucking stinks. <laughs> like, Mahomes he's is too gone. fucking good.
6: He's too fucking good. I don't like fucking watching him play. But you love, love LeBron. Fucking, You're a LeBron I guy. I love LeBron. I yeah. love the Cowboys. I grew up on that, so obviously... So I just that. love Mahomes. So you, <laughs> yeah.
0: so you don't think LeBron is too fucking good? Like, you think Patrick Mahomes... Too Dude. fucking good Can't like him LeBron James though Not nah, Too it's fucking, fucking good things, I mean- Is that what you just said? Yeah, because... Whoa! Oh! The tinker, flying is
6: that defense uh, Maybe. I knew My actual, like, life. Like, my dad coaches in the NFL. Patrick Mahomes is terrorizing the NFL. Te- basically terrorizing my dad. And then so <laughs> Defend
1: the wall. I have,
6: to, <laughs> I have to sit there and just watch it and just be like, okay, this dude's best fucking football player ever. I grew up just loving fucking football. He does everything awesome. I have to watch him and... Cheer against him. This sucks. Got and, it. And well, if Mahomes. Got it. Okay,
0: it's a different vibe. And LeBron yeah. has just been there for you. Right. Yeah, like that's just he's been my go-to guy. I understand.
1: Mahomes says- beats the Raiders, you know, four more times in the next two years. Mitt's allowance is out. That's the real
0: problem. But, I don't know. From what I heard, Mitt's dad, pretty nice house out there.
6: Yeah, a couple of them. His 16 days on the lake. That's what he's coaching for. Bingo. This <laughs> yeah. is just like the three days we talked about yep. for Belichick. Yeah.
0: I mean, that is. what. I get three days out here, and we film the whole thing, yeah. <laughs> and then we drop it through the summers. That people think I'm out here all the time. The other coaches have no idea. I'm not out there. <laughs> it's season schedule all fucking year, pal. What did Tom? What does Tom Moore do? Because he's 84. Yeah, dude, oh that's a whole other thing. Yeah, like, what is he? What? I thought of him earlier when we were talking. Yeah, didn't get to bring him up. He backed up Johnny Unitas.
3: Yeah, still, <laughs> still coaching <laughs> in the NFL. Just
0: insane. It. He just had another contract. He just fucking goes, goes to the football facility. Yep. That wakes up, goes yeah. to the facility. Yeah. That's what he does. That's his life. Yes. What are you talking about? Ex- extend a deal. That's how he talks. <laughs> Forbes. Just shows up. And Pete Carroll, too. Committed completely to football. Yes. Mm-hmm. This is it. Whole being. They allow me to do it, so I do it. Why not? Thank you for your service, audience. Hell yeah. Thank, Thank you, football. Too. A man who's in an attic in Ohio will be joining us at this exact moment. Ooh. He's a college football national champion. What? A Super Bowl champion. What? Right. A Ryder Cup champion. What? Right. A video game community shitster and pundit. Bud. Right? An NBA pundit. Bud. Right? Father of ten. Bud. Right? But he's not Amish. What? No. COVID a. survivor, AJ Hawk. AJ, oh! what's going on with Meat? Is that what you're gonna say? Yeah, I, just, I assume with what? What the, happened with Meat? Exactly. I didn't know what you had picked up from the show so far today that you just kind of wanted to introduce back into the conversation. Great to see you. You look great. Happy Feel Good Friday, Yeah.
3: Yeah, it's good to be here. I saw a little bit of rap sheet. It looks so cool out there at the Vegas pool. What's he doing? No, he's, it
0: was a Miami pool. South Miami, Beach. my bad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's taking Ooh. a couple of days off. He said free agency was tough. Thank got mm-hmm. to me. League meetings <laughs> happened. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's just going to take a day, which we hope everybody will do, especially if they need it. He looked very cool. Told us basically... Nothing. Other than the fact that Kevin Stefanski said, oh, O's here when talking about Odell Beckham Jr. and went over and dapped him up. That means Stefanski and Odell Beckham Jr. always is good. Yep, boys, Which is good news for any team that could potentially pick up Odell Beckham Jr. because there's some people that try to spin the narrative like, oh, this team's everybody that we have heard from that has ever met Odell, I guess, other than those people on a plane, I guess. Yeah, oh, just yeah, those true. people. The people on the plane, I guess, are the only people. Everybody else that has ever met him fucking loves him and loves him being on the team. And the last time he played football, he was very good. That was a long time ago, obviously, in the Super Bowl last last year. But he's going to be able to contribute to a team. Hopefully, that'll happen soon. That's really all we learned. Did you hear anything from Report that we might have missed?
3: No, not really. I mean, what's his deal, Odell? Yeah, where's Odell going though? Honestly, what is what did rap sheet say? I didn't think I didn't see that part.
0: He didn't say anything. he said he was there with Salah and Joe's there, and he talked to is the it Ravens. True that you know, it's fifteen
3: a year. Is that correct? I saw that out there.
0: Did not touch that. We were probably going to end up talking about that, but his phone overheated because he's once again in Miami at a pool.
3: Yeah. Oh.
0: So the screen actually in the middle of it's him. he's not drinking
3: yet though, right? He's not drinking. Well, well oh, that's actually yeah. what
0: we were talking about when the phone oh. ended. And uh, yes, he is. Yes, he is drinking. Miami Beach, I Florida know, vacation. Screwball. Yeah, it looks like, yeah, maybe What's a little, in there?
3: There's that
1: pineapple, the actually. Most,
0: uh,
3: we should call him. Is that fruit, yeah. or is that some kind of like insect in it's there? Some
0: sort of garnish, probably. Yeah. It looks like a pineapple. We'll call him. Uh, we'll find out what that is. Joining us now is a man who has a very important role in the entire thing that is the NFL. He's the president of the NFLPA, player president of the NFLPA. Incredible offensive lineman. Hell yeah. Currently a free agent. Ladies and gentlemen, JC Tretter. Yeah! Are you, oh, you're retired. That neck looks real thin. Are you a free agent? <laughs> I, yeah. I'm down 60 pounds. Unless
7: somebody's looking for a slow blocking tight end, I'm, I'm done. So. Okay. All
0: right. Congrats. Yeah. Congrats. Woo. Was this the plan all along? We're just going to lose all the weight like uh, Morgan uh alan fanica and marshall yonda yeah spurlock. Marshall. Uh-huh. morgan spurlock
3: you're talking right yeah well he the did McDonald's thing yeah uh-huh. uh-huh. that's right yeah size. anyways was this the
0: plan all along are you like doing the peloton how'd you lose all the weight pal
5: yeah it, it was really hard to stay at
7: 300 pounds so uh once i didn't have to eat all the time it was pretty easy which wasn't you know, I lost all my weight during my wife's third trimester, which wasn't the best timing to be, you know, shedding a bunch of weight. Uh, so it was definitely a a battle in the household there. But uh, luckily, uh, everything went well and uh, feeling good. Knees are feeling a lot better. Feels good not to be 300 pounds anymore.
0: As a man that is currently in a trimester house, mm-hmm. uh, congratulations to you and yeah. the bride. And yeah. Uh, Women are so impressive. This is my first uh, time experiencing this whole thing. Wow. I'm happy that it wasn't, you know. I'm Man, happy that that God. wasn't.
6: Mm-hmm.
0: What an insane thing, Jace. Isn't it? I mean, it is I don't know how many how many babies you have. That is, it is craziness what's going on right now in my wife, inside of my wife right now. Mm-hmm.
7: Yeah, I got I got two. Um so I've been through it now twice. It is uh it is wild. It is. Um
0: It is a bad and,
7: and that, the hospital the hospital room intense feels very weird uh, you know especially somebody who feels like they're in control most of the time to really be completely helpless and have no idea what you're supposed to be doing very weird position to be in
0: okay so i haven't even I haven't haven't got to that point yet. I haven't been to that stage of life yet, but pretty excited to figure it out and experience it. And I can't wait to meet her. Let's talk about your world as NFLPA president. A lot of things that we could chat about. I think the top one that needs to be highlighted is a decision that you or somebody else made that said, you know what, we want the players to look good and we'd like owners to feel obligated to maybe invest a little bit in their teams. Whenever those report cards were decided to be released for the first time, what went into that decision? And are we doing that forever now? I assume. Is that a new thing? that's going to happen because I think it's going to make a lot of places better, which is ultimately going to make the entire NFL better, which is what we always have to remember with this type of thing.
7: Yeah. We, um, and when we talked about this at rep meeting from as far back as like the year 2000, I I mean, it's always been talked about that we should do something like this. And it came up two years ago at rep meeting where a few more guys said like, man, it would be valuable to know what goes on at each facility. That way we can make educated decisions so this past year, I had a little more time on my hands without playing football. So I figured this would be the year to do it and trying to figure out the best way to do it, the best way to get people to, to fill out the surveys, to get involved. Uh, and I think it turned out really well. And in the end, it was around this theme that I think fans and media, for the most part, look at these individual franchises as like the pinnacle of player care and amenities. Uh, and that's their perception. And I wanted to see kind of uh, if that was true, where it was true and also where it was not true. Uh, and try to figure out what important categories matter to guys and then put it all out there so people can make educated decisions in free agency.
3: Wow, JC, uh, other than that, where where are we at with this whole grass situation? the The different kind of field turf they have they mentioned some are better than others. now players obviously want grass everywhere. are, are there Is there any movement on that front?
7: Yeah, we, we got uh, interesting data. I don't think it's been put out there. I think it'll get get out there in the coming coming weeks uh i think we've seen the biggest gap i know last year there was this big um push about how it's uh, inconsequential or it's there's no difference between turf and grass um the data this past year showed that that is not true and they're as oh. you know different as, as possible as we've seen uh, there's a very large gap between the two surfaces so I, I think that will be uh i think i read somewhere that they they quickly glanced over that at the league meetings and and didn't really dive into those details this past week. Um, But there is a large difference between grass and and turf. I think the players are very clear what they want. I think everybody knows what's best. I also think another interesting point will be when the World Cup comes uh, to to America and all these owners roll out the, I guess you'll call it the green carpet um, for all these uh, soccer teams to play on grass at their stadiums and then roll it back out to put the, the turf back down for their employees to play on.
0: Yeah. And that is kind of a hypocritical moment there. It's like, okay, so you're telling me soccer, which is a sport that I grew up playing soccer's players more important than the guys you're paying $100 million to $200 million to like that is an interesting pivotal moment there in this entire discussion. The data that you were referring to that they kind of glossed over, I believe came from pro football talks, Mike Florio who wrote an article saying that the special teams injuries that everybody's talking about. If you dive deeper into the research on turf, now, I don't know where this data comes from, and stats are on everybody's team. That's yep. right. Somehow stats are on everybody's team. It makes no sense to me, the way they're phrased, the way they're calculated. I went outside of a restaurant in Indianapolis, and 100% of the people knew who PMI Mitt was. Okay. Sure. We asked three people, you know, <laughs> like, but you, the way you could phrase it could be completely different. What are the stats that you're referring to? And is that the stat that you're necessarily talking about? And who does that? Do you guys have to hire people to do that? Is just like a known business that does this? And how will you present it over the next couple of weeks?
7: Yeah, I think as a wise person said, st- statistics will tell you whatever you want them to tell you. So you, you, can, you can make them look however you want them to look. Um, well. I, I know there's, there's data on certain plays. I think when, there was a graph put out there last year, midway through the season, that shows the injury rate, lower extremity injury rate, comparing grass to turf. And for five, seven, 10 years prior, there has been a large gap between the injury rate on turf versus the injury rate on grass. Last year, there was, or two years ago now, there was, um, you'd say, uh, an anomaly where uh, those those lines came together as close to intersecting as ever. And the league kind of stood up and said, look it, it, they're the same. doesn't matter anymore. Now, the, the nuance to that is it was brought together not because turf got safer, but because grass had a larger spike in injuries than any year prior, so the, the lines came together. Um, this uh-huh. past year, um, those lines uh, deviated as far apart as they've ever been, which tells you there is a significant difference on in injury rate on turf as in grass. And I know, you bad. know, I think, I think Jerry Jones made a comment about, you know, they don't, they don't move to grass because the data doesn't back it up. And if the data backed it up, you know, they would have a different discussion. I think that that works well when the data backs up his point. Now that the data backs it up, I'm not sure they're going to have a different discussion about putting grass in every building, but um, they they are as far apart as they've ever been.
0: Yeah. And I just think, how do you address them with that? Do you, and this is kind of a question, I guess, for how you guys do business with the NFL. You both need each other. We know that. I remember sitting at the, uh, what's that thing after the draft, AJ, that you got to go to and learn what not to do and get symposium? yelled at? You. You get Rookie yelled symposium. Rookie symposium. Yeah, you get yelled at by people pretty much the whole yes, time. the whole time. Yeah. You just get yelled at the whole time. Don't you even think about, it's like, yo, I'm just happy I'm in the fucking NFL. Yeah. <laughs> what, what's going on? But I believe that was one of the first times DeMory Smith spoke. Uh, as the new NFL PA, what is he? He's the executive president. He's the executive president. That was like one of the first times he spoke. And also that was my introduction into the NFL. And the way he was speaking was like, hey, we're about to go to war with the NFL. That was before the lockout. We're about to go to war. This is what we're gearing up for. This is what we need to do. And it was almost like I was listening to what he was saying. I'm like, damn, like this is how this business goes, I guess, between the players in the NFL. Is that how every negotiation, every conversation is? Is it always like, hey, we hate you, you hate us. We're, we're, we want this, you want this. And it's always spat. Or is there like, a, and this is obviously very naive of me, obviously. But like if you were to go with grass, like a presentation about how much it would benefit their bottom line and it would help us feels like a win-win. Is that not a reality of how this would get taken place? Like what is the normal go to, to get something like this accomplished, which would be grass fields in every stadium, grass fields at every practice facility. How, what would the process be for that from NFL PA to the NFL?
7: Yeah, the, the discussions aren't always contentious. Uh, and we obviously have to work together. Um, But in the end, it's not always about making the best argument. It's not even about having statistics. Like we have statistics on our side on this, and the league won't won't budge on it. So it's not about making good arguments. In in the end, it comes down to to leverage, Uh, and I think something that sometimes gets lost in translation with players is they they see the PA as the staff, uh, and and it's not like the the NFL PA is the players. It's each guy in the locker room, Um, and. You know, If we want certain things in the CBA, if we want certain things done, certain things changed, uh, that comes from players coming together and showing the solidarity needed and building the leverage to make those changes. The reason um, teams in Europe and then these owners who won't do it for us will do it for the European Soccer League teams is because those players are adamant that like we're not playing on anything. Like there was a, you know, I, I live in the DC area. Uh, one of the European soccer teams came over here and had to do like a practice on a, a high school field. And they got off the bus, took a step on the field and said like, Nope, not doing this. This ain't good enough for us. Awesome. Um, and they, you know, figured out a new place to play. I got to figure it, I make all the changes. Um, you know, the, the players are the power of the union. And you know, how do you see change made? You can make debate, you can you know have debates, make arguments, have statistics, but until you have players willing to take a stand and, and take a public stand and fight back uh, in a unified way, it's tough to make those changes. And that's the job of the PA is to organize the players in that way. But I think the players in the locker room sometimes lose sight of that fact that the PA is the players.
0: Yeah, um, I,
7: can us- buy-
0: I can understand that because if you make any drastic stand, the league will just say, look what these spoiled players are thinking about doing. Just because we won't do that, they'll always win the PR war. That's why I always wondered, you know, I guess they're just such business savages. Yeah. Like, it's impossible just to be like, hey, can we just uh, can we get something done here? I think it'll be good for everybody. You guys want to go to 18 games? Okay. Hey, let's More money. Let's try to work this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that would be, that's how business works, I think. It does not sound like that's how the NFLPA and the NFL operate, which is a shame, but I got faith in the 60-pound lighter J.C. Treader to make magic over there. We appreciate you out of Cornell. Uh, Connor has a question for you. Yeah, J.C., has your
1: email and phone just been blowing up with kind of the, hey, no fucking way we're doing this Thursday night football shit? And also, what data are they talking about when it comes to, you know, injuries not being correlated with the amount of time between games? And how long do you think it's going to take for them to casually and more regularly flex games into Thursday night football?
7: Yeah, I think it's an important discussion. We've seen guys speak up about it publicly. Um, and I think that's the weird thing when you look at injury data, um, is it really boils players down to a number or a data point, and it kind of takes them out as human beings. I think listening to them and listening to you know their bodies and their stories matter, uh, and, and guys know how much of a struggle it is to play Sunday to Sunday and get in 65 car accidents uh, and then get ready to play next Sunday uh the the Thursday games, the amount of work uh, and prep and, and guys don't feel ready to play on those Thursdays, that stuff doesn't show up on injury data really. Like, you know, I I, I dealt with a bunch of knee swelling. It doesn't really show up in, in the injury data we have. So it's great to say, oh, the injury data checks out, it's 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 all the same, but you're missing the day to day life of, you know, you know, I, I couldn't sleep multiple days after games because my knees were swollen and you know they were throbbing. Yeah, yeah. That stuff's up, but that's the stuff guys are, are talking about when they say that these Thursday games are bad for us. Uh, and that's why we need more people speaking up and more guys getting aligned on that because it is a health and safety risk. And again, you can have the data tell you anything you want to. And that's why it's important to hear the actual stories of the players out there going to war. I don't, I don't like saying war, but going to battle and, and, and putting their uh, lives on mm-hmm. uh, every week.
0: Yeah, I've seen guys just kind of stumble into games pretty much like Friday able to walk again. The first 4 days of the week just in the training room, to their car, home for whatever reason it's the joints, it's the anything. Could be absolutely concussion obviously. It's tough to get through a season. That's why you see a lot of people get hurt, which is why the NFL is scared to pay some people because everybody's going to get injured, but they want to add games and give shorter recovery time. Seems kind of counterproductive, but you know it's not just going to be Thursdays, bud. It's going to go those games are going to be on Wednesday. Those games are going to be on Tuesday. What? You know that, right? We're kind of staring that down now at the future.
7: Well, I mean, we'll we'll see about that. I think it's a little. That's a little bit of a different discussion than the extra uh. Thursday games. I think that that changes the um, the discussion a little bit when it comes to changing the the work rules or something we haven't discussed previously. So I think that's a little bit different of a discussion that we'd have to have between the two sides. Um, so we, we'll, we'll see about that. That'll be a, a fight and a discussion for another
0: day. I couldn't even fathom the amount oh. of conversation that's going to happen with that. And moving to 18 games, they're going to want to do that. And then with all the new money that's coming in, they're going to you know, publicly state, like, well, if the players are agreed to this, this is how much higher the salary cap would go. This would be – I mean, it, they, they, it's all just such a game. Like, I don't want to say a game, but it really is. Like, everything is just like chess against each other. You're doing great out there, Jay. You're doing great. Keep going. Doing great. Keep going. Only got like 31 billionaires and their lawyers to compete against. That's right. You're doing great. Mm -hmm. You're doing great, JC.
2: Ty has a question for you. JC, with the idea of uh, global expansion, and it seems like it's kind of a certainty that we are going to, at some point in the maybe near future, have a couple teams in London or Europe as a whole, is that... Uh, discussion that you guys have to be mindful of in terms of like the headaches and and all the stuff that would come with that, with having to have a you know East Coast home base and and all that kind of stuff. Whether guys would actually want to go play in Europe for half the year, the the tax differences, all that kind of stuff. Now, granted, it's a couple years away, but it, like I mean, it does seem like that is a certainty. Is that something that you guys are kind of mindful of or have to kind of be aware of moving forward? Yeah,
7: you say it's a certainty. I don't know how it works. Like, I I don't know of guys that would be willing to do that. Uh, There's plenty of guys that, you know, live in California but play on the East Coast and like miss their families, miss their kids, uh, miss their parents, and, you know, get one bye week and get to shoot home to see them. I can't imagine many guys are going to sign up for going across the pond and being that far away from their families half the year, pay higher taxes. Um, deal with all of all of the logistical challenges i, I when again when you talk people i, I just don't see that there's going to be many many guys that want to do that I, I just don't see the the realism of, of that being an accurate idea uh for for 53 guys to make that decision to go live abroad you'll draft them and they got to go i guess but you're not going to get free agents. 53
0: uh, yeah, times, times four, four plus practice squad. I mean, it's a lot of people they are going to have to do it. More jobs, though. Yeah. More jobs. That's what the NFL was say. Go ahead,
3: AJ. JC, what can the players do? Because when I look at it, I feel like the only power players really have is the threat of sitting out, of not playing, saying, hey, we're not going to do it. Like you said, the soccer team steps on the field and says, no, we're going somewhere else. Unfortunately, I feel like that's the greatest leverage players have is if they threaten to not play. Like, And nobody wants to see a strike or another lockout.
7: Yeah, and it, it all depends, right? Like leverage is built many different ways. Um, we've seen even recently things change. Like if we go back to, to COVID. Uh, we were in those negotiations over three categories. One was the finances. We were going to lose $4 billion, and we needed to figure out a way to, to, to figure out how to pay that back without crashing the cap the following year. We needed to figure out how to get guys back to playing football after their cities had been locked down. And we had to figure out how to play a contact sport in the middle of a contact virus in a new pandemic. Um, and in that fight, we'd gone round and round with the league. And it's just like I talked about earlier, we we can debate and have presentations and data and, you know, experts tell us that we're doing the right thing, but until the league agrees to it, it doesn't matter. Uh, and in the end, what happened was for the first time, maybe ever, we had 400 star players, you know, tweet out their displeasure about the treatment and the health and safety and the protections that haven't been agreed to by the league. And within hours, the league agreed to all of our health and safety changes, so you know that's not missing game checks. that's not missing games. That's 400 guys sending off a 20 second tweet. Uh, and it created significant change which not only gave us the health and safety changes, but they were the league was using the health and safety to hold out from agreeing to the financial changes. So once the health and safety changes got agreed to, the league lost the leverage on the finances which allowed us to get 100% of our players paid their salaries during the COVID years, which other sports unions weren't able to do.
1: Hey, um, man, that's a good So goal. When,
7: when we talk about leverage and it's not always a strike, if there are things we can do that build up leverage and create change. And I think the the surveys are another example, creating local change and making teams compete against each other and fixing weight room floors and getting wives off of public restroom floors and, and, and pointing that stuff out um we've seen teams we had about 15 teams reach out to the union and say like what what should we do better like just tell us the answers
0: everything
7: uh we've never seen that before um and we're seeing you know arizona has made a bunch of changes and i know they're quick to say that the surveys weren't a part of it okay that's fine we don't need credit um you know we've seen (laughs) a bunch of teams make changes that we highlighted in the surveys um and that's good for players that's leverage It, it all looks differently it's not always a strike
0: But once again, also good for the league because good for players, good for Goose, good for Gander. And you're talking about leverage other ways other than strike with that public report card. You went to Cornell. You got a big brain. You win the mob. What do you win, JC? No idea. You win Rome. Rome so it's like the PR battle very much means everything I think in a lot of these conversations so I'm happy you're coming on and explaining a lot of these things because the NFL is normally the big engine that's kind of painting the picture and letting everybody kind of see the information so we appreciate you doing this is there ever a thought let's go shake their hands or is there no is there no? Is that ever going to be a, a style you think with the NFL or are they just so incredibly robotic we cannot have a human interaction business wise
7: Now, there are some things that we we work well together on. Um, Again, we're a union and their management. There's a there's a difference between labor and management that almost any workforce with a union deals with. And they have their priorities and we have ours and very little is overlapped. Um, There are some things that are and we work well together, but they always have their priorities. And that's usually the money. Um, And the people aren't that much of a priority to them. And as a union, our priority is the people. So there's always kind of that that you're kind of talking past each other almost because our focus is on the people and theirs is on the profit. Um, and you're trying to find common ground in those two things, but they're two totally different
0: priorities. Man, what a line there. That's a bar. Yeah. You're focused on the people, they're focused on the profit. What a line for any union pretty much <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. in the history of anything. That's quite a bar, but it also is adversary. I mean, that is an oh, yeah. adversary conversation, it. which it feels like this is always how it's going to be. Last question. I mean, it's the biggest con- uh, conversation piece whenever you talk about, um, you know, union, and employer in anything the money uh, that the union and the players are getting most specifically us being the only sport that doesn't have guaranteed contracts as like a very regular thing. Lamar Jackson is currently going through what he's going through very publicly. We do not know if he is expecting a fully guaranteed deal. Jeremy Fowler reported this morning, and we have also asked the question numerous times, do we know that he wants a fully guaranteed deal? Allegedly, he does not want a fully guaranteed deal, just wants a good amount of his contract to be guaranteed. He's obviously earned that, already been an MVP, but the guaranteed contracts thing, you heard Jim Irsay say, I'm going to So I don't think guaranteed contracts are good. I think it's bad for the league. I think it's bad for the NFL as a whole, blah, blah, blah. Is there ever going to be any traction on that from your guys' end? Or is that just strictly agent player business side that isn't really on your radar, if you will?
7: Yeah. If you look at basketball, like basketball has guaranteed contracts, but that's not in the CBA. Like that has become a precedent and a norm in contract negotiations. um, That just becomes, you know, that's just what it is now. Um, So, it is not something that any sports league has gone to in the CBA and said like we are negotiating for guaranteed contracts and you see some NBA players don't have guaranteed contracts and get cut and don't have to get paid. Like that it still gets agreed upon. Okay. Uh, so it's somewhat up to the players to create that precedent. And uh, We had an opportunity with Kirk cousins years ago and um, we didn't become, it didn't become president uh, precedent. And now uh, Deshaun had his and Lamar again, it we'll stand by Lamar, whatever he wants to do for himself. I, I think somewhat it says like, you know, or the union is using Lamar or any like Lamar is going to make the decision that's best for Lamar. And we want whatever decision's best for Lamar. Um, now I think it's proven that year over year, as people sign, you get a better or same deal as the previous person that set the mark. Um, Got to have comps. Right. And I think that's the debate here is somebody set the mark, fully guaranteed deal. And Lamar, who's an MVP, is saying, I'm in my prime. I'm an MVP. Why am I taking a step back from what somebody who hasn't had the accomplishments that I have uh, got? And it's a fair debate to have. And if that's Lamar's choice of this is what I'm worth uh, and I'm standing firm on what I'm worth and not taking less, then that's great for Lamar. And I think it will be great for players long term. But if Lamar decides there's a better decision for him. And I think we're going to support whatever is best for Lamar.
0: It's such an interesting thing because the guaranteed contract's been talked about for a long time, long, long time in the NFL, especially with the injury rate being basically 100% and how other sports have seemingly got it. He doesn't have an agent either. So, like, he's, I mean, every single angle of NFL deal making, he's going about it differently. We hope he gets it done. Yep. We hope he gets good it luck. It done. Yeah. Hey, we appreciate you so much, JC, for stopping by and explaining the world from your eyes a little bit, even though they're much skinnier eyes and body. We appreciate the hell out of you, man. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on, guys. Hey, good luck out there, JC Trevor. Yay, JC! They're not shaking their hands at all. No, no, they
1: need to do that. Mm.
0: They have to want to shake their hand. Do You remember the, oh, two, not this past CBA, the CBA before that that actually had a lockout. Jeff Saturday,
1: yeah, that's right, him, him. was the
0: one that went to like craft mm-hmm. and Jerry and was like, "Hey, let's get a deal done here. What do we need to do to get a deal done? Kick the agents out of the way, like TJ Watt. Did. That's right. Kick the lawyers out of the way. Said I'm going to go in there and do it. Has it always been like that? AJ? Is it always I don't know. like what? You mean that they?
3: They don't get along. What do you mean?
0: I understand there's always going to be a conflict of interest between employer and employee, especially whenever there's a union and everything like that. I get it, but like, damn, we can't just have like a
3: come well, on. I mean, there's like people. Obviously, it's. I mean, it's. I think it's illegal, but there's there's obviously corporations that try to shut down unions. Don't let them. They don't want to. Like, hey, you can't unionize. It's the old classic episode in the office where Michael tries to go down there and all yep. this stuff. They wanted to unionize, and he. He tries to support him, and then he gets killed for it, and they shut it down.
0: Listen, I'm from Pittsburgh. I very much understand that unions are a very vital part to a lot of people's livelihoods and have been for a very long time. And I understand it's normally contentious, but, like, there's so much money out there in the NFL right now. Like, yo, let's just fucking figure it out. Like, You know, like, what if the NFLPA went to the NFL and said, hey, we got this company that's willing to sponsor all the grass fields, All we're asking for you is to allow them to do it, okay it, bang, we got a deal done, we got grass fields, you guys don't have to pay nearly as much for it, that's all you guys really give a fuck about, right, now you just have to maintain it, we're able to get it, boom, now we have that done, okay, got it, bang, bang, pow, then we're able to do it, now logistically, can you figure that out, but isn't that like part of doing business together, is that what normally happens, or is it just like, you're fucking paying for it, fuck you, and no, we're not, we're taking more money, like does it have, does it have to be like that? Is that what it has it to doesn't, be like? It, it doesn't
3: have to be. I just I wonder how the owners and everyone and their lawyers view the PA and the players because from the outside it feels like, and from being in the union, it feels like back when I'm playing that, yeah, the owners just look at the players as big dumb doofuses. Like I, that's just what they expect, and that's what. They, and I'm like, hey, I get it, I understand, and they're going to fight against it, and they're going to get, they want to get every dollar they possibly can, but yeah, there has to be a moment where they're like, hey, this is, like you said, like what is good. If it's good for the players, it's good for the league. Usually,
0: yeah, it's, yes, yes. It well, it, like granted, properly executed, it could be. It's good for everybody. You know, your star players are playing more. They're practicing more. They're doing it, like. It just feels like that's good for everybody. Yeah. And if it's good for everybody, guess what? More money. Yeah. yeah. Which is what we're owners gonna- got
3: to be scared though. Owners have to be a little not scared, but a little bit worried now. With like back fifteen years ago, you couldn't sit there and get some online thing going. Like you said, at four hundred tweets, you get players whether do you think that has as much impact as it does? I don't know, but I think it it'll Definitely only does. grow in the future as players get more and more like independent like notoriety where they don't have to go through the local people
0: to get their message. But once again doesn't have to always be like that either like but I might be completely naive. I've never been in there. I actually didn't sign up for the union. The last two years I played because I was sick of it. I'm not doing this. <laughs> yeah, shit. well, you guys are signing me up for terrible deals. I don't want to fucking do this, bro. I don't even. Have, my guys don't even have insurance forever. What the fuck? Like, what are we even talking about here? Like, what do we? You know, and I had the chance to sit at a round, uh, is that a round circle, yeah, round, table, yeah, discussion. round yep. table discussion, round table discussion, round circle. <laughs> well, it could be like an it was oblong. Incredibly circle. round, an yeah. octagon, <laughs> circle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of those round table discussions. Roger Goodell was there. And I didn't speak the whole time. There was a couple people that did speak that had obviously been in a couple of these conversations with Goodell before, and they were certainly still pissed by whatever they were pissed about the last time they were in a the conversation. They had not been taken care of, whatever it is, and a lot of it revolved around like the insurance. Like, hey, can we not? If guys are there's Hall of Famers there, like guys that have given their entire life to this sport, and to the league, and you still have them for the like they're still representatives of the league and their cities and everything they do. They don't even have, like, insurance from the league. It's like most of the stuff that they're going to have to deal with comes from injuries, clearly, from the game of football. I mean, that's what they've given their entire life to. Like, that just seems like an easy, you know what I mean? That seems like an easy... So at the end of it, I didn't speak the whole time. And then at the end, I was like, we got five insurance companies that sponsor with the NFL who pay so much money. Is there not an easy deal to be made where it's like, hey, this insurance company has the NFL legends, you know? And if they have the NFL legends, they'd... For, you can force these dudes some of them to do commercials if you want to force them content you can have it you can have modern guy in there like that's an incredible marketing for whatever insurance company finally handles this particular problem i'll tell you what i ain't never heard more crickets in my life
3: Really? Really? My love. It's not even talked about though. It's is it even a, anything? Is it even on the table? Is it something they're even trying to work about right now?
0: At that particular round table I was at, <laughs> it was certainly on the table. I mean, there was there was no actual table there, but in the circle, the words that were going into the middle portion of which would be the table, there was a lot you know, that was the entree.
1: They're living there. The
0: entree was that. And I literally it was 45 minutes. I didn't speak to the last like two minutes or whatever, which worst time to talk. You know what I mean? Also, I've known that. I've done that. But yeah, I heard crickets. I'm like, are we thinking of ideas that maybe we could get a problem taken care of, or is it just like, you do it, you do it, you do it? It's like, let's we'll try to get. To, we need each other. Hey, need each other here.
3: It's hard though, too. Don't you think the insurance thing for lifetime insurance? It's hard for current players to get like fully on board with that because when you're 23 years old, you're not really thinking about lifetime insurance. Yeah, it couldn't it hurt. Though. So why?
0: No, not definitely sell. couldn't hurt. But for sure, it's not a. It's
3: it's not a hill that current players are usually willing to die on. Maybe as they get older in their career, it would be.
0: And the NFLPA knows that their current crew probably not really – Gung-ho about it. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, that's why I asked Goodell, you know. Mm -hmm. I said, hey, why don't you guys pick this one up, you know, for the – as opposed to, like, the NFLPA being in charge. Like, I think I even used the word babyface. You guys can babyface heavy. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Which is a hilarious thing to say. You know what I mean? That would be, like, if you pick up the whole insurance thing, that'd be quite a move. Leverage, public leverage for you guys would be very high, once again, to make you guys more money. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is all, because you got to talk what they want. They want money. That's what, it's a business to them. It is clearly that. But in making money, can we not also kind of navigate the situation? Ah. Sounds like I'm naive though, and I don't understand what the fuck's going on. Well, schools. and
1: to your point about the money, like that's why it feels like those four teams overseas, whether the players want to fucking do it or not, it's inevitable. Like if the owners want to do those that division, like logistically, how does it work? They'll figure it out.
0: Yeah, you got guys that are playing for twenty-four bucks a game right now. Yeah,
3: exactly. Exactly.
0: You know what I mean? That's uh who's that? I think I don't, it's not the X. It was that hey Yeah, the
3: AFL the USFL just started? Right, the USFL.
0: They had punting in that game.
1: USFL? No clue. I thought dumb right. in the XFL joined. No, I
0: was offered a. I was offered a punting role.
3: Yeah, that, I believe that was the USFL. I think uh, the USFL just like opened camp or something a couple weeks ago.
0: April fifteenth, USFL will be kicking off and punting. So let's go. Hey. Two
3: weeks. Yeah, here we up, go. Around the corner. That's huge. Get that leg warmed up. You already warmed up yesterday a little bit. In terms <laughs> of the, uh, Could you imagine?
0: <laughs> yeah, you're right. I will. I'll go punt in the USFL. What are we?
3: I, yeah, that was an <laughs> ill advised.
2: What suggestion. Re- retired. Over. That was awesome. I,
0: I took it as kind of disrespectful, but now looking back on it, what a fucking fantastic thing just to let it fly. Like I said, you dark. could
2: be, you know, playing. Maybe I don't know about punting. I'll come out and play quarterback. Quarterback. Can, yeah, yeah. That's I'll fucking. say yeah, that,
0: that was my immediate response. That was my immediate response. Quarterback? Are we talking? Who no. told you this? No, It doesn't need to be. some mark. Uh, that does matter. not need to I'm be concerned. talked about. Going back to the right. PA
2: stuff, we've talked about this before, and it'll probably never happen, but. Is it going to take like the face of the league or like a quarterback? Like if a guy like Brady or someone like that was the NFLPA president, do you think that would matter at all? Because like the NBA, like all their biggest Chris stars, Paul, yeah, Braun, all their biggest stars are the ones who are you know in charge of the NBPA.
0: It's fascinating because uh, that would never happen because all the big stars. Guess what they do? Yeah. They hate it, the NFLPA. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah,
1: Brady posted on his IG story. So that, dumb. Uh, yeah. it, NFL players are <laughs> ignorant after the uh, media deal was announced.
0: Every player that has been around a long time hates the NFLPA. Yeah. That's just, I think, not every, I guess J.C. Yeah. Trenner doesn't. You're either a rep or you don't yeah, like. Or you hate it. it. It's my experience. Are You, you agree? Yeah, I
3: would agree. Or, or you just don't even, a lot of guys don't even think about it, don't care.
0: Yeah. All right, child. Good luck out there. A lot of that. I'm trying
3: to, trying to stay on this team, pal. I don't need to worry about that.
0: Okay, I got a Madden check. Sweet. That's what Thank Vinny you. said
1: to you, right? What's that? About saying something in a meeting and this was Vinny's 15th year or something?
0: Nah. Uh, Vinny, by, I sat next to Vinny. Vinny became a rep at one point. Oh, okay. And I thought it was like a big deal because he finally you know, like that's a person we should have in. Yes, been yeah. around the game a long time. We need to your point, like the stars up in there. I would ask a a question or two every one of those meetings and I would get disappointed in my fucking answer. I'm like, I'm not doing it anymore. Keep your Madden check. I don't fucking want it. I don't want anyone. You know what I mean? I was not happy in those things, AJ. Just because the way I operate. I'm like, well, what are we, what? why are we doing that? Mm-hmm. That is not like, right. just I mean, I'm the business genius. Maybe one day people will say that, but right now that is not like exactly what I am mm-hmm. known for and I always intrigued by the art of business you know product move it how do you move it need one need the other let's do it let's profit let's do this whole thing that's everything everything is that that is the basis right here we go so whenever they would lay something out as if they were the smartest fucking humans of all time i just couldn't take it anymore have you ever done a business ever and you're like what are you who's who agreed to that we did uh, more money for the owner. I'm like, I guess. Oh, okay. I guess it's more money, AJ. I, I don't know if that's. Yeah. Hey, got a terrible deal, but it is a deal. Mm-hmm. Oh, got another terrible deal. Oh, it is a deal. Oh, look out! Another terrible deal incoming. Okay, you guys are doing great. This is this is great. Oh, you opt how much money I got to pay you. Oh, Okay. All right. So I gotta mm. I gotta pay you to make bad deals for me. Got it.
3: Thank you gotta know what the owners want and what they're gonna use. Like there's certain things that people would make a big deal. Remember the old CBA when Jeff was hugging them and everything. They got worked out. The off-season workouts used to start like mid-March. Those got pushed back to like second week in April. So we gained like three weeks of the off-season, which was awesome. Great. But people act like the owners don't care. The owners are like, okay, cool. We don't have to feed them for an extra month. We don't have to worry about getting hurt in our facility for an extra month. And that's like a big deal for you? Cool. Here you go, guys. Like, of course they're going to give that up.
0: Oh, so when we're paying you $300 a week hmm. and we have to keep the lights on and act like we care, you guys don't want it? No, 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 no. You have to have spring practice. We need it. No, no, we don't want to have it. Are you? We, we really gotta, don't want to give that up.
2: We got to talk about this. Golly.
0: All right, fuck it. I guess we'll delay it Fine. two months. Jeez. What else do you guys want? <laughs> All right. Now, 17 games, right? Come on. 17 games. We gave you those couple weeks. 17 games, less than half of market share for marketing. Huh? Right? Even though what there's only say? 30 of us and 1,500 of you. A little bit less. Of think. Right? You, we're giving off time. Yeah. Come on. Three weeks here. vacation. Meet us know, halfway here. We don't want to fucking give up those spring... That's what it seems like happens, though, in there. And it gets frustrating okay. if you start thinking about it. But I've never been in the room. So, once again, I can't complain, I guess, even though I have numerous times.
3: <laughs> <laughs> whatever, I guess whatever, like jc does or i remember eric winston was the rep for a while the head of the union at least it's got to be great experience for whatever you do after that if you get out of the union you go take a job somewhere else are they
0: paying head of the union like how much money do you think demore
3: you have to right Oh, Demoris gets a ton of money. Yeah, yeah. I, but does JC get? JC gets paid, right? Well, they have to, have to. Yeah. all that extra
0: bullshit in his life. You would think it would have to be
1: some sort of money. Yeah, I remember a couple of years ago the players got a certain amount, and then uh, it was Drew Brees who stole like a mil- couple million. <laughs> nice. dollars. No, he sold, yes. sold. No. Ale-
0: yeah, he sold that amount of shit. Yeah. Ale- so yeah. you can't say, what especially when we're in the middle of what we're in, yeah on oh, man, this. true we that.
1: stealing. That was wrong. That was a false statement what I just said. But Drew Brees ended up with multiple millions
0: of dollars.
2: Yes, because he sold bunch of jerseys and apparel. And- oh, okay,
1: I don't remember it like that.
0: Well, that's because the way you read it mm-hmm. was there's no way this guy sold this amount of stuff. But I still get checks from my shipping. sold. oh sweet yeah. 24 bucks or so? That's right. Hmm. DoorDash. That's a DoorDash dinner. It is. Unless you get Express. Yeah, then not a chance. But the Express comes same exact time as standard.
2: Right. So maybe you don't
0: even need to Express it. Yeah, but then there's a chance that the standard, you're going to get four different deliveries before it even gets there. And it's ice cold. Mm-hmm. So it's a fascinating dilemma every time you're on DoorDash. It is. Do so I want to up the price of this thing by 45% and get the same exact results, or do I want to... Roll the dice of four different deliveries happening before I get there. DoorDash has changed the game. I'll take the food however. I don't have to move. But that seems like quite a racket. It is. That seems like quite a racket, AJ.
3: Yeah, who started DoorDash? Because before COVID, I don't think I ever used it. Gary V. Oh, what? I
2: just assume so.
3: I don't know. Or he he was in on the ground floor. (laughs) (laughs) saw his video. He had some big thing going on coming up vcon mean?
1: indianapolis yeah.
3: indiana it's a month away no it's a different thing though he, there's an opportunity for entrepreneurs i know i, I watched his video yeah, at this vcon, yeah, at V-Con.
2: come oh. to vcon learn everything oh,
3: become guy, a billionaire ty, ty. there you go ty
2: there it's, are no less than do you get your suite 600 speakers coming to vcon i'm wondering if that. it's 3 a.m to three, I think it's twenty-four hours every single day. I think Diplo's coming too, and I think I think so. Yeah. Diplo, Drew Barrymore, uh, Mister Balloon, mm-hmm. or something was announced
0: today. Yeah, there's some big-time names. Okay, let's go through it. Adam Brotman's coming. He's CEO, co-founder of uh, Form Three. Form Three. Form. 3. Mm-hmm. Andrew Schultz is, yeah, Schultz. Schultz is fucking coming. Schultz is at VCon? Okay, going to be an. We need room for all these people. Well, that's what Ty's asking. I don't know I'm how many Ariana Huffington's Caesar. there. Caesar Buster
2: arrives.
0: Really? Bobby Hundreds, obviously. And Dude, uh, Caesar Malone comes out with six dogs. Could you imagine if he... Oh, <laughs> That's the type of control you need on your life. He's, <laughs> he's so sweet. What if it's a full motivational speech that Caesar gives? Taffer's on here somewhere. Bro, wait till fucking Cody hits the stage. Taffer? Oh. If Taffer was going, I'd
1: be there. He is. Are you serious? Yeah, I, I remember looking at this list. Well, man. we will see. Dra- er, Damon,
0: John, Damon John, Shark Tank, love that guy. Drew Austin's a dog. <laughs> look at the mustache on fucking eric zetterstein yes please zetterstein. beast gary Fonds. vaynerchuk he's Obviously. gonna be there the fawn. i like that he just put himself in there
1: yeah has you to. know just mm-hmm. like in the <laughs> yeah
0: in the thing just one of them we assume gary's speaking we hope he's speaking that's why we bought the ticket out a board apes jesse itzler you know like, that guy jesse itzler does a lot yeah. of uh, marathon and running motivating john Tapper. thanks holy oh, shit boom. my god What'd you say about Jesse Itzler there, AJ? Didn't he marry he married uh, the Spanx
3: billionaire girl?
0: Really? She, she invented Spanx. I know he's, he's a motivator. I know that. I've seen him in a couple other motivators' videos. They're oh, being motivated what? by him. NPH? No. Neil Patrick Harris? Is he singing? OSF?
1: Let's go. This is, is all in here?
0: VCon, dude. These people are all flying into Indiana, except for Scott Dorsey. That was the guy that uh, the SNL thing. Scott Dorsey. There it is. Boom. That was the guy. Whenever I talk oh, about being at that auction. Oh, yeah. And it was an Scooter SN. Scooter
1: Braun. Rich Kleiman looks like that guy. I just got arrested. Scooter Bronzer?
3: Yeah. When, wait, where are they all giving keynote speeches? Like, how does this work?
1: So I think there are multiple stages.
3: Timbaland? What?
0: Where? Sloth? Oh. Holy shit. AJ dude. Vaynerchuk? Hell, yeah, and Young Gravy. Oh, hell, up. yeah. Young Gravy. Hey, congratulations, Gary. Wow. Can't wait. It's going to be an incredible event right here in Indianapolis, Indiana. I think i seen them on the local news
3: You get your suite, right? You have to pay extra for your suite for VCon? The
0: timing is like right when baby, you know? Oh. So I wasn't able to no. This invest. is super
6: hard to buy a ticket, too. I'm trying to buy one right now. You can't just buy a ticket. No, you, you got to get an to, NFT, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you have to be new. To, well, I'm new to Web3, I guess. I'm learning what Web3 is right
0: now.
3: Mitt needs you there. Fucking get yeah. some
0: V-Coins and buy is that your like ticket. Silk Road? Uh, is that? It seems uh, like
6: Silk so Road, problems. but it's, yeah, you got to create a digital wallet uh, and then buy Ethereum is and then buy sucks. your NFT. We don't uh, know if
0: that's true or if this is just how Mitt is experiencing right. this. And let's remember that Mitt experiences things different than everybody else. Bingo. With that being said, with that lineup, how could you miss it? How <laughs> could you? I got to figure out how to get in. Taffer? going to need you to do all this stuff, Mitt. No, I'm doing it. Are
3: you speaking? Mitt might be speaking
0: at this. Should
3: be.
6: Uh, I mean, I do have a board ape, so like I.
0: Boom. A, okay. Uh, he screenshotted it. Uh, don't uh, give up your board ape. <laughs> that thing's <laughs> yeah. on the come up. Remember, it had a, and then it was. Now there's a chance it's coming back. Uh huh. Especially after this, Bitcoin was coming back. There you go. You can buy Boom. with a credit card. Boom. You can buy a Vcon ticket with a credit card. There we go. Get you in the door. Go get there it, man. It, Thank you for choosing Indianapolis. Yeah. The city will be a great host to all those humans that are coming, which seem to be every human of all time. Yeah. A lot of Of them. Of note.
1: Every single one. The friends will be there. All of them. In abundance.
0: You think Adam the apple's going to be there? (laughs) Uh, I'd be very
1: disappointed if he wasn't. The intuitive iguana is going to be there. Yeah. And Gary B. Yep, Gary B. The genuine gorilla. Yes.
0: What was the Aaron one? The new one.
1: The ayahuasca Aaron? Ayahuasca Aaron. (laughs) He drew that (laughs) one. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Hell yeah, Gary.
0: Love you, Gary. What a fucking concept there. I wonder how Fives are doing. they win this weekend? Fives are his pickleball team. I did see they had at least one celebratory moment. Mm -hmm. Nice. I don't know how often they are celebrating, but I do know in pickleball, there's like a 13-year-old, a 14-year-old that's about to be the god of this whole thing. Absolute dog. Now, I don't know if he could play in Thunderball. That's Tyson McGuffin. He's our guy. Okay, he's a dog. That young child right there that is very easy to see on this video right now, talking shit and balling in an adult tourney.
1: Gotcha. Right, right at you, McGuffin.
0: Boom. And in his face. I don't know. This, this He does play, play for the fives. He's on the fives? Yeah, Gary V. Uh, Gary V scouted this yep. guy, this kid, and he is a dog. I mean, he is an absolute dog. He's the face of pickleball. And I think with what's going on Sunday with pickleball, mm-hmm. with um, McEnroe. McEnroe and the other tennis players playing for a million dollars, Mm-hmm. There's a chance pickleball takes it to another level. Yeah. And that that 13-year-old five mm-hmm. is going to be the face of it all. He's a guy. He's like methy. AJ, how do you feel about old five, 13-year-old kid, 14, 15, 16, however old he is? He looks young, <laughs> kind of taking over the sport, pal
3: pretty awesome. I mean, he seems to have a dynamic personality. He's not scared to uh, taunt his uh, opponents a little bit.
0: Yeah, and the guy he was playing, Tyson McGuffin. That, that Taunted g- him first. Yeah, him? that guy ain't scared. Do taunt we know him. who
3: won, though? Do we know who won, or was it just those points? We the did?
0: fives won, bro. Come on. Come
3: on. Let's go fives. Team's really the fi-
0: Are they really the five? Let's fives? Let's go fives. Let's go fives. Let's go fives. Yeah, that's Sweet. the team name. That's the chant. I did see it on Gary V's yeah. Instagram. Yep. Just like we saw the VCon conference coming to Indiana here in a couple weeks with every speaker that has ever spoken to a microphone mm-hmm. on the docket. Congrats to Gary. Thunderball is a little different than pickleball that I want to let that teenager know. Yeah, much different. Okay, this ain't the stuff you're playing Mm-mm. in that game.
3: Yeah, that's narrow. That's a narrow court, huh?
0: Thunderball? Yeah. It's wider than half the full pickleball court. So that's why return and serve is much more difficult because yeah. it's wider space. It's a faster but, game. Believe Fast kitchen. track. Fast track. Did
3: you not want to just take the tape a little bit wider or what
0: we already had the paint on pretty much you know with the yeah uh, yeah we had and it's easier
1: to do the lines uh i wonder just the depth of it like from that video that looked like the kitchen was smaller their kitchen smaller yeah, their kitchen
3: you could look up the dims oh my i would God. imagine
0: if they we we do need the dims we could also look up the rules which would none of us have really done nah, nope. no no <laughs> separate aq and he was lying so then, can you
3: step in the kitchen how's that work and not until the ball bounces but I, like, if I'm playing a ball in the kitchen, I can I can step in there and I'm
0: cool. If the ball He's is bounced, yeah, in the kitchen, okay. If the ball is yeah. not bounced in the kitchen, you cannot step in there in thunderball and in pickleball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. So if they got a smaller kitchen, yeah, yeah. I mean, what are we
1: doing? That's gonna be tough. I'm not sure though, but that's that tough. Just from that,
0: I think it's off. gonna be fucking great. I yeah. get closer to the net. That's all I heard. Mm-hmm. I get to get closer to the net. Yeah, harder to bounce it in there. Nah, I'm bouncing that thing within fucking two feet of that thing every time I'm dinking anyways. Yeah. That's the game I'm playing. What are you playing? No, you, I'm here in the back of the kitchen. With I it?
1: I'm more so saying when you are doing like when those kitchen rallies start, like a lot of the times you are kind of close to the end of it.
0: That looks like similar sized kitchen. Yep. Oh yeah, that, exactly that one him. looks bigger almost now. Which might be a little bit harder, to be clear. Yeah, it definitely looks bigger. Yeah, that looks like really, know. but it looks pretty similar. But, Just doing the left to right. Yeah, comparison. I don't know. The picture proportions are tough. The yeah. dims. I don't know what the proper ratio is yeah. here. But if we were to eyeball, I mean, they're yeah. very close. Want well, to get rid of that guy? That a the right
6: picture's throwing me off because it's the guy on the left. He's huge. The guy on the right is not. Looks a lot bigger on the right. Looks the tiny, tiny on the seven, left. Three.
0: The ref is seven foot three. You said? Maybe. I okay. Gradually, I'll do the dims again. So we got to go by the stances of the camera people. That guy seems to have pretty square base on the right side of the ref in the orange. Yeah. Holding camera. Looks like it's about, what, one, two, three of his stances? Should we get Bill on our core with the camera? Yeah, I think so. Bill, can you please on, Bill. stand like this, please? We need it. It is hard to tell.
3: I mean, you can look up the dims, I would imagine.
0: AJ, don't be so simple. Just shut up. <laughs> Hey, I, I think ours is pretty similar. I think man. we are. Yeah, I think close. it's pretty
3: similar. Yeah.
0: AJ, I don't know if that's smart ass voice or real voice. It sounded smart ass.
3: No, I'm actually serious here, but where's Bill? I want to see Bill. I need to see some reference.
0: Bill's coming out right now. He's gonna have to have a similar camera too. Bill. Bill doesn't have we need camera. him to
3: stand in all four corners of, you know.
0: Bill, I think you need to be on this side. Okay, go down the middle shot. There, like are no, no, but go go yeah. a little bit, do like a good base, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. a, why do Why wider, no, stay. No, 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 too, too, much, much, too, too much, much, too much, too much. <laughs> there it is. I think a little bit tighter. All right, now can you go from the net to one side? Yeah, pivot. Oh, can you? Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, you gotta, you should pivot.
0: yeah, you're gonna have to turn like a full measurement, but you also got to run go a couple of laps around it. You gotta go back towards the net a little bit because you're off. So, oh, you just lie go down? back the other way, make sure you're right foot, boom. Now you need to just like do a pivot. There. Pivot on your left
1: foot like a ballerina, so you're facing. Yeah, us.
0: like you're you're well, like you're pivoting like a basketball all yeah. the way. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Boom. No. Yep. Keep no, that no. left pick, foot move. down.
3: Yeah, pick your right foot up. Oh, okay. Yeah, it is it, it is. it is. Turn it, it this a little way. bit smaller.
0: Turn it. Face but, us. Turn no. it now. Yeah, do Peer it full there turn. You yeah, go. yeah, 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 there yeah. Now is. do it. Do it all the way. All the way.
3: going. No, 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 not no. too far. So
1: you're doing it again. Like a line. boom. boom. Now okay, now
0: now do <laughs> right foot. Keep right foot. I do yeah. one yep. more bill. There it is. Face yeah. front. Face, keep going. Face Good front. pivot foot. Boom. All right, so about 3, right? Bill yeah. pivot. Yep, yeah. about 3 bill pivots. <laughs> so, thank you, Bill. Okay. Have have bill. bill. So, I think I think that thing. guys about 3 3 pivots. So what do we, what do we find out? Well, hey. if you look at this guy, oh. AJ.
3: <laughs>
0: you know, this guy about, you know what I mean? That's about a bill pivot there, right? Mm. So if we take that and then we just put it from here, seems like there's about...
2: Spot on. There we go. Yeah, are correct. three bill pivots, I think. I think three yeah. bill pivots it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Is each kitchen. We got it wildly close, Connor, yeah, yeah. you and me. Oh, how about that? Bro, we're some fucking dogs with the dims. I mean,
1: we knew that uh, the pickleball dimensions were going to be just about what we had it at.
0: So maybe we are playing a little bit more of a pickleball version of the game than we could have ever imagined. We just thought we abused the game but made maybe a little bit better one. You know, whenever you're in a driveway and you just create a game, basketball would be a great instance. Felt like we kind of had the hint of pickleball, but then we said, you know what, with the paint we already have on the floor and our style of play, this seems to suit us the best. Let's not worry about actual pickleball. Turns out we're fucking right on.
3: Yeah, it's perfect.
0: How about that, AJ? How do you feel about it?
3: pretty amazing and now we did that scientific research to figure it out here we go exactly now we
0: all know that the kitchen and pickleball is three bill pivots that's right all right let's get to a break i think that's perfect time yeah let's go that up thank you bill thank you Bill. Bill. job bill all these things are things we could have Googled while we were setting it up. We chose not to. Could have. But and the stuff we did Google, we hated. We're numerous weeks into this thing, though. Yeah. And it really still has captivated the audience, which is good news. The game is the game now. Still playing every morning, Thunderball. AJ, need to get you in here sometime whenever you're in between vacations. One play. <laughs> 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 Come on. Uh, I
3: want well, to, to play. I need to play that. I want to see how the ball reacts off that gym floor. That's what I think it would be weird. Slides a little bit. It's yep. a little bit lower. You got to uh-huh. get a little bit more dip and rip and lean. You know what I mean? I do a little backspin A little backspin serve. Would it, would it die on you
0: on that court or no? Backspin does give a little bit of a skip. does give a little bit of a skip, but it remains backspinny, I think, more ah. because it's the wood. So when it hits paddle, yes. I think there's more spin still on ball as opposed got to it. when it hit like concrete what a, whatever yeah. court that was we're playing on before i think it's a lot like ping pong i think so too i really do i think it's huge adult size you're on top of the ping pong table yeah <laughs> that's right yeah it's a great sport <laughs> joining us now is a guy who i really appreciate oh yeah i've gotten a chance to enjoy the hell out of his work watch him work he's a master at his craft and right now it is a huge time because he is the host of of college game day both football and basketball and guess what final four weekend is here oh here we go oh this is the semifinals. holy shit this is a massive ordeal he's made time for us i've seen him on tv this morning Mm -hmm. suited and booted Mm -hmm. and crushing it ladies and gentlemen the incomparable reese davis wow whoa appreciate that pat how are you guys doing not as good as you you look fantastic
5: where's the (laughs) final four at where are you at right now it's in Houston. I'm right outside, uh, Energy Stadium and just around the corner, you maybe see it way in the background there. The old Astrodome is still standing. Uh,
0: oh, congrats nice. to the Astrodome. Still doing its thing. Energy <laughs> Stadium. I have great memories in there. What a place it can get loud. Is it 400 degrees? Classic Houston. It's overcast
5: right now. It feels Thank like it's in the eighties, a little bit of sweat, but our four hour extravaganza tomorrow, that's going to, that that's going to get a little toasty and, uh, probably, uh, Swamp Butt might be part of the deal by the end of the day. Well,
0: very much understandable. Down there in Houston, it has a lot of upside. The city's fantastic. The people are great. The views are spectacular. The The heat, though, is never a It is a thick heat down there. We appreciate you calling in from this very busy weekend. As we look at this Final Four, obviously no one seed, two seed, or three seed. I think it's like the first time in however long that that has happened in the Final Four. It kind of unfolded a little bit how you thought it was going to with some teams. Obviously, the big names didn't make it. What should we be thinking about looking at this Final Four uh, setup here for the men's? And I'm pretty excited. These teams are all dogs. Yeah
5: they they're, you're right. They're all older teams. They're all tough. I think UConn is the best team among the four, but as we've seen in this tournament so far, it doesn't mean they're going to win. Um, you know, they, they have more answers, probably have more offensive answers. Um, Miami, the team that they play can really score. So it will be a challenge for them tomorrow, but I do think that UConn's the best team. I thought it was kind of interesting. San Diego State, not necessarily a great offensive team, but they are a tremendous defensive group. And when they came out for their open practice about, I don't know, about an hour ago, the first thing they did, they started whacking each other with pads. They didn't even have a basketball. They were doing closeouts and blockouts there and a, a lot Damn. of physical play, and that's exactly how they've advanced here. So it took them probably five minutes into practice before somebody got around to giving them a ball.
0: <laughs> that's San Diego State, you said? San Diego State Yeah all right. I like that all right. Go ahead AJ
3: Reese what do you think About the the UConn Huskies I know the, the Hurley family
0: I'm a fan of all
3: Of what they have done I know their Their enthusiasm You see on the sideline You see Dan Hurley Over there Just he's fun To watch him coach I know his sons On the team They show the family In the crowd What do you think About UConn's chance? Are they technically The favorite to win It all right now
5: uh, oh, I, I think they are. I think they're clearly the most complete team here. Um, one thing that happens is that you have this week off. They've, they've dominated. They've beaten your everybody your... by 15 points or more. That's right. And, you know, that doesn't always predict success once you get to the final four. But they've been the best team up to this point. So, look, I think they're going to win it all. They've won uh, four titles already, three of them in the state of Texas. They're going for their fifth overall title. Four of them would be here, two in Houston. So they, I mean, they, they're right at home here for whatever reason, it's worked out that way. And the last time when we had a group of teams in the national semifinals, the only time that we've had a group of teams with a higher seed number total was 2011, and UConn won the national championship. So I sort of figured that uh, I think that's going to happen again on Monday night.
0: Final Four, always going to be electrifying with the crowd and the environment and everything like that. Indianapolis has hosted a few times. I've mm-hmm. gotten a chance to see it. The city is an absolute buzz. With the women's uh, college basketball tournament here, the home court, created some scenes, you know, and I I might have only just seen a couple of them, but like Miami in Indiana, what a night, like that was exhilarating to watch it all kind of take place. And with football having their first round of the playoffs, whenever it comes being home, uh, having a chance to have those experiences, do you think you ever see that for men's basketball or will it always be neutral sites? Some teams fans will show up. Some will be kind of dispersed because it feels like the environment is not near like it will be now. And obviously some teams are able to do it, but there's some games this tournament where it feels like it's almost a COVID era game. And then you watch like the women's basketball, it's like home field and then college football is getting into that. Do you see that ever happening? Or is that kind of just like a part of what the men's college basketball tournament's all about?
5: I think it's part of what the tournament's about. Now they used to do that, you know, way back in the day and teams got to play closer to home. You know, they didn't even really uh, start seeding the thing until 1979. They just sort of, you know, assigned teams geographically and a lot of teams played at home or really close to home. But I agree with you. I, there is really something to be said for the atmospheres that are created. I I, I can't wait to see it in football. I, I wish we would do everything. I wish we'd do everything up to the championship game or at least the semifinals, you know, not just that first round in football once that expands uh, after this upcoming season. So, I mean, it's tough to, tough to beat on campus environments and you've seen, uh, the impact not only is the excellent play, but the atmospheres have helped the ratings. I think in the women's tournament, if you watch it; it's kind of electrifying. You stick around and you check it out, and you see how good these teams are.
0: Caitlin Clark, oh dog, she's something, bro. She's man. getting she's getting like twelve points. They're getting like twelve points tonight.
5: Would you Would you take that? I don't know enough about it to sit here and say. I have been scouted it out, but with just her on the floor, I'd be tempted to take that. Bingo! That's exactly
0: what I'm doing, Reese. Yep. South Carolina hasn't yep. lost in two years, I guess. They're the reigning back-to-back yeah. national champions. I understand they're very good. But in basketball, a very individual-driven sport, if you have a dog on the court and we're getting mm-hmm. 12 points pretty much, that's that's hard for me not to be like, uh, she will keep this thing within a dozen. They might lose, but I think basketball is yeah. a sport. Yeah, it's hard not to do that. I've been capped. I've been captivated by those scenes over there. I mean, honestly, the women's college basketball tournament has delivered, Mm -hmm. I I think personally, as has the men's college basketball with so many upsets. You're always wondering which team is going to rise up from a lower seed and get there. It's like this year, four of them, fucking four of them, are going to do it and get there. (laughs) Is that good or bad for college basketball, you think, Reese? Good or bad? Um, People say they want it.
5: Most television executives will tell you that they want the Blue Bloods. Here's where I stand on it, Pat. You do give up something. You give up the anticipation. There's not a ton of casual sports fan buildup for Florida Atlantic against San Diego State. But you're not going to get Coach K's last ride against his arch rival in Kansas in the other semifinal every year. So it doesn't mean the games can't be great on Saturday. You do sacrifice some buildup. So most of the time, I think what fans really like is to see some of the big boys get clipped on the first weekend, and then some other ones end up making it to the Final Four but i th- i do think one thing that can happen should one of the other three particularly if it's a ford atlantic or san diego state if they were to win the national championship then that elevates their program. They have a chance to create the type of following and buzz that Gonzaga has.
0: And every year do it
5: over a long time to do it as well as Gonzaga has.
0: Yeah, and Gonzaga felt the wrath of one of these teams. Yep. I mean, if if yep. they win yep. now every tournament going forward, it's like, hey, last year we saw a four, a and nine and a five, and you eight. Remember? Like that'll be that's the conversation now going forward forever. Hopefully it brings a little bit more hope. You think it's NIL deals gonna change this? You think NIL is potentially gonna keep this going like this in college basketball or no?
5: Well, we've already seen some of it. One of Miami's best players, Nigel Pack, was a terrific player for Kansas State last year. Got a nice NIL deal with the Hurricanes and transferred. And, and Jim Laranega, their coach, has been able to navigate all that. Uh, there was a couple bumps in the road in the offseason, at least from some of the other players' reps. But on the floor, it hasn't shown up at all. So I think you're going to continue to see that. You've got over 1,000 guys in the transfer portal right now. For basketball? Many of them looking yeah, basketball. Many Damn. of them looking for NIL deals, many of them who were just playing last weekend and you know and played well for teams that had advanced to the Sweet 16 or even beyond, but it's the nature of the beast right now is that guys are seeing what's out there for them and it's hard to blame them
0: for it. Country roads <laughs> take me home to the place I belong. All you need is what in basketball. You only need one or one or two guys. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's literally all, all you. That's all you need. That's legit, right? Am I wrong in thinking yeah. that? No. If you
5: get a, if you get a guy or two, maybe the perfect piece uh, to complement what you already have or your other guys coming in, you can change it really, really quickly. You know that. Um, yeah. Pat, that that you guys singing. I don't know. You. I don't know. Several years ago, we were at West Virginia for game day basketball, so we did this little skit to open the show where we were singing "Country Roads" acapella walking down a country road just outside of Morgantown. And then we cut live and this was unplanned and we didn't tell the crowd to do this. They started singing, they picked it up where we were. The whole crowd was a huge crowd, they were singing. And I'm not ashamed to tell you, I mean, I'm not a West Virginia guy or anything. I, I got kind of choked up. It was awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's, It was yeah. one of the coolest things,
0: man. Hey, that's a moment. Pac-Man, literally, as soon as he sat down, sang it. Mm-hmm. I think any West Virginia person that's ever been to WVU knows. Like, I don't know how it is now, but back in the day, legitimately, midnight, pretty much every single bar that I went to, and I frequented a lot of them, like that's playing and no matter who the hell you are, you're screaming it at the top of your lungs. It's like, it's just almost like a, uh, you know, it's like a bird call almost. Yeah. It's become like a bird call. So them singing it is not surprising at all. But I do love the fact that you've, you got to fucking feel it, mm-hmm. Reese. You know what I mean? It was I, awesome, man. Yeah, I bet you yeah. was. Did you crack open a couple beers? What? Why? Did you throw something <laughs> in the crowd, Reese? Did what? you get a little loose? It, maybe, maybe, in,
5: maybe in the aftermath. Okay, maybe smart. in the aftermath. Got to, stay, got to stay locked in in the moment.
0: Well, I understand. You're a professional consummate. You're incredible at what you do. Uh, Ty has a question for you, Reese. Reese, a lot of people are saying that this could
2: be, like, the least watched Final Four in a really long time. Uh, a, do you think that the men's side is kind of concerned that the women's tournament has almost kind of like usurped all the buzz and uh like the energy of the final four and if you were to like talk to you know just like a casual fan or a fan of college basketball how would you sell them on these two games this weekend and why like they'll be important to watch
5: Uh, it's a that's a great question first of all I do think it probably will be it's going to be helped a little bit by the fact that it's on CBS and just because of the a uh, larger number of households that CBS is available in as opposed to when Turner has it, um, you know, sometimes those numbers are a little bit lower, but I anticipate it probably will be um, in terms of selling. I, I don't know that there's any resentment uh, necessarily on the, on the part of anyone associated with the men's game. There's probably uh, the idea that if you if one side grows, it helps everybody. That rising tide raising, rising, uh, raising all, boats, all boats, all that yeah. kind of thing. We're out there. Can't, can't quite get that out. Yeah, we got
0: gotcha, you. I, mean. I got gotcha. you.
5: Uh, but I, I would say that if I were going to sell them on, I would sell them on the fact that this is an opportunity to see life changing moments, not only for the players, coaches, the program, but. We've seen the effect that having this type of success can have on enrollment at schools, whether it's the Flutie effect at Boston College or Mike Vick at Virginia Tech. People get, you know, Gonzaga saved itself, saved the whole freaking university by going to the Elite Eight back in '99, or at least that was a big part of it. So I would say you're getting an opportunity to see one of these real life dramatic moments that everybody says they love and crave, and teams that are they're really good. They they may not be the you know the household names but florida atlantic's won more games than anybody in the country this year and they have the nation's longest winning streak so you know i think um i think they're worthy of watching i would sell i would sell them on the drama and the opportunity to to see a team on the ground floor and for yukon when they cut it down nobody in the last 25 years i mean good for duke good for carolina you know, and everybody else but the bluest of blue bloods over the last 25 years has been yukon because if they win Will have won more championships than anybody here in that span.
0: You're talking about men's and yeah. women's basketball?
5: The men's, I'm just talking men's right now, but it's certainly true of the women's side too. Oh, yeah, you you remember, know, you know, Gino Oriema, oh, Gino, Gino I think, is going to be here, and I don't think he has been to the men's final four because his team's always playing in the women's final four, but he's going to be here to support uh, Dan Hurley and the Huskies.
0: I wonder what it would be like for him to watch that game. You think he's intense all the time? It could be weird. You think he's enjoying the game? What do you think it is? I don't know. I think he's breaking coach. down. Yeah. Yes. He's, he's Always pissed.
3: Coaching. pissed the whole time. You
0: think he's pissed? That's like, remember they had that guy uh, who was the NFL coach there for a year? And, uh, oh, what's his name? He's on Fox now, he's a college coach. Uh, Urban Jackson, Meyer? There it is, Urban okay. Meyer. Remember, he oh, okay. was on the sideline. Sure. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, that one game had a whistle. <laughs> yeah. Remember, there's a yeah. fucking whistle yeah, around his suit. You know up. what I mean? So those coaches just see things differently. I hope they have a Geno cam on that particular game. And what you're bringing up about a change of a university and change of everything, normally these mid-majors that go on a run, they don't end up going all the way, but then their coach gets poached kind of quickly. Bang, you're out of there. we just seen it with FDU, yep. where Cuz want to... Iona. Iona. Yep. Because went to St. 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 John's. Yep. So, like, you see that there's an opportunity here for some of these schools to change completely and maybe hang on to their coaches as well. Is that something that we could potentially see? Cause you need money, right? Don't you need money and potential operation in this final four can maybe bring that for some people you think or no?
5: Yeah, no, I, I think so. It's going to bring opportunities for Dusty May at Florida Atlantic. I think it's probably less likely to happen with Brian Dutcher. He's been at San Diego state for a long time and went there with uh, Steve Fisher the former Michigan coach. So he's, he's sort of entrenched there and we've, seeing through realignment that San Diego State may be about to take a step forward in the not-too-distant future, if you can believe all the stories that you hear. Well, but Dusty May is going to have opportunities. You. But they've, they've already uh, built up the coffers at Florida Atlantic. They've given Dusty May, their coach, a contract extension. I think they've got $10 bucks to uh, improve facilities. They're on their way to the American uh, as you know, wow. everybody sort of moves up, as the teams moved out of the American and went to the Big 12. So I think there's an opportunity there. I mean, they just hired Tom Herman as the football coach. They had Lane Kiffin previously. So they've uh, they've really enhanced the profile of their athletics program. And I think it would be naive to say that he would never leave. I don't really anticipate it this cycle because I'm not sure that there's the type of job that would entice him. But when you get a team like Ford Atlantic to the Final Four, you are – for several years, you're going to be on the radar of those quote unquote bigger jobs. So he's going to have opportunities, I, I feel certain.
0: That beach down there is real nice, too. I oh, believe that. Oh. Exactly. Hey, yeah, it is. Yeah, FAU, is, that's a beautiful yeah. part of time down there. Connor has a question for you, Reese. Yeah, Reese, you
1: mentioned San Diego State's practice, and we all kind of universally already have UConn in the Final Four. Did you see Miami's practice, and what's kind of the vibe from Lauren Nega and the boys?
5: Well, I. I'll t- I didn't because I I left after um, after San Diego State to come out and join you guys and do oh. things for the show. Oh but I've
0: no! Seen, I've called
5: <laughs> I've called uh, I've called some Miami several Miami games over the last few years. Been at their practices, seen uh seen them play a lot. They're look, man, they're loose. They've been they've been around. They've got older guys, and that's just sort of how he coaches. They they can be a good defensive team, but they make. They, they make their money on offense, and they come out, score, they'll, they'll be loose. I, have, I don't think for a second that the moment will be too big for Miami. Um, you know, the question is, are they good enough to beat UConn? But I think they'll, they'll play well.
0: Hey, we're on the precipice of a massive Final Four weekend, Reese. Oh. Hey, I appreciate you taking time out of doing research and actual work to join us. You know, I spoke to some winged Beavers this past week. Did you hear about this? Did you Really? Yeah, I sp- yeah. I was in a sports and business class the other day. Zoomed in.
5: That's uh, that's the finest school for boys on the planet, the Avon Old Farm School for Boys, what the Winged Beavers. I they got a quarterback going to Georgia Pat. How about They're it? They're putting out some talent. I yeah. dropped.
0: Uh, I dropped your name. In the while I was talking, you know, Reese Davis has obviously spoken very highly of you boys. I believe he has some connections to this school, and they all laughed. Oh, his son, his oldest son, or his, one of, your one son, I believe, was a baseball player there, dog.
5: Yeah, he Yeah, he was. Uh, he just played baseball the last couple of years. We played football and basketball prior to that. And he was actually pat, what they call the warden of the school, which means sort of like student body president, but they like have him in meetings and stuff. So that's a. That's a place that was special to him and to our family.
0: Hell yeah. Well, Lord I'm lucky it. that I got, the only reason why I did it is because how highly you spoke of the place all season and the fact that their name is the winged beavers. Great name. Dude. That's a great name. <laughs> I couldn't wait to get in there. Uh, I appreciate you, buddy.
5: You bet. Likewise, man.
0: You got Where'd to you, you go to school? Week? Where'd you go to school? College? Yeah.
5: I went to Alabama.
0: Oh yeah, I knew that. Why, why did yeah. I, I knew that. I knew that was the case. They were out. They yeah, they've lost. I've
5: tried to forget what happened in the tournament last weekend since
0: then. Oh, let's remember. Hold on. Uh, they oh, lost. Yeah, they lost. <laughs> They're not in the final yeah. four. Uh-huh. Oh, and then how about when Pollock, friend of ours, uh, just right in front of Saban's face? Hey, Kirby's daddy. Yeah, yeah. Dogs oh, yeah. run the south. Do you remember that, Reese? How do you? You? I feel like you remain rather balanced as an Alabama grad when you could be much louder if you wanted to in the way you speak. I think you hide it well, Reese.
5: Well, I think the reason is the way I look at it. You guys played; I did. Nobody cares where I went to school. And you know, in that moment,
0: that's not, I mean,
1: that's they,
5: not
0: true, that? Reese. I, I went to Syracuse, yeah. Northwestern. These yeah. people, come on. You know, that's a, this is the condescending of, of about yourself, yeah. Reese Davis. Mm-hmm. That it always is. They, we do care,
5: Reese. You're Reese fucking but, Davis. But, no, but hey, but you know, I, look, I still I love my school and all of that, and you know, follow them and everything. But in that moment when David said that. I didn't think much of it and maybe my antenna wasn't where it should have been, but I was like, Well, this is pretty obviously true in the moment, you know. Yeah. What I mean, so I don't even think Nick was that bothered by it. But maybe some of the some of the aftermath when it was called to his attention. Right. Now
0: why are they talking that, that
5: being said, I'm sure, in fact I know for a fact that they're using it right now in the off season, but in the moment I'm not even sure it bothered him
0: that much. David Pollack on the wall or down there at Row oh, yeah. Uh-huh. AJ
3: has oh, yeah. the last question for you, Reese. Reese, are, uh, are you worried about uh, possibly being a low-scoring game, getting in that giant stadium and NRG there and the weird backgrounds with guys, shooters? Is that still like an issue? That's a great
5: question. I, I think it always is a concern when you go okay. in. And I was sort of looking at it today. You know, it's hard to tell, but, you know, it's different than, than looking at a rim when you're in a normal-sized arena. Some guys handle it well, some don't. Lafonso commented that the rim seems soft, so that should help a little bit. But I probably should point out that it was in that building that the lowest scoring championship game uh, ever played was between UConn and Butler, which which was the worst important game in the history of sports. I think it was like 53-41. It was an awful, awful thing to watch. I hope we don't get that. I think we might get a low scoring game in the first semifinal uh, tomorrow night, but hopefully it's not like that.
0: Okay, one thirty-one and a half is over oh under for damn. the Florida Atlantic SDSU game, and then one forty nine and a half over under for Yukon and Miami. Something to think about. Great question yeah. there, AJ. We appreciate you, Reese. Have a fantastic weekend. We'll see you tomorrow morning on TV. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, right. Reese Davis. Reese!
3: I love that, man. It's weird shooting in those big places, man.
0: Yeah. It's like I mean, it was even weird just coming in here
1: in it's a the football beginning. stadium.
0: Shoot. Yeah, as opposed to the old office. Yeah,
3: with the roof, yeah.
0: Because it's all, you know, your target. Your depth perception is very important when you're shooting. Like the
3: background. You know, like baseball stadiums have the dark background in center field so you can see the ball. Same thing. I feel like you get in these giant football stadiums. It just might take a little time to adjust.
0: So, and this is vastly different because we do that. There's some stadiums for kickers that are a lot easier. Like oh. just oh. the uprights look wider. Vis- visually?
3: Really? Yeah, like visually? the
0: uprights look wider because the way the seats are behind it like there's a lot of that type of stuff and there's we played in this one place in college where the net was like 30 yards behind the upright and i'm kicking a ball and it's landing at like the bottom of the net i'm like oh don't have it today oh my god and then like somebody's like hey it's like 15 yards behind i'm like oh okay okay. (laughs) jesus but that's like there's little things that are just like indicators normally and when those change it can fuck you up they're playing on what uh aircraft carrier aircraft, yeah, yeah oh yeah out in the Outside. middle out in the yeah. middle of the, yeah. state Dang. the wind gust How would you make any shot I don't know how you make any shot of importance in that you know what I mean Imagine being on the free throw line <laughs> on, on an air force carrier You're obviously You got to play on, the wind man you got to play the wind Obviously on the bay and I I know I've played Street basketball. I played at Boys Park. Obviously, it's where the ballers, ball and players play. I understand that you have to read that. Could you imagine a game actually mattering? They're not just like a, a pickup <laughs> yeah, run
1: to twenty-one, like an
0: actual it'd be like right. top ten battle. <sighs> Seems like it's going a little My right first to left game of the here. You're gonna have to aim six feet to the right. It's like you're playing that paper <laughs> yeah paper yeah, toss, paper toss. Paper toss yeah. game. It's like all right, not fan. enough, not enough. Okay, next one. All right, geez. What do you want from me? Yeah, win change. Make the fucking shot. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying here. They don't, they're don't. they not scared to kind of roll the dice over. The NBA, I don't think you see that a lot. No. The NBA are like, nah. Actually, actually, when they went into the bubble... Yeah. yeah, that and this That's year. What the guys were saying. It was super easy to shoot in w- there. When they went into the bubble, they said the hoop looked this yeah. big. Yeah. Guys got paid because of how small it was and everything like that. What were you going to say?
1: This year was the first time they did the uh, arena at the Alamo Dome when uh, the Warriors went to San Antonio. I think that was the first time they've ever done that. That's crazy
0: how much that could affect you. Yeah. You just got to bank on, like...
3: Well, the court is built up. You'll see. I I assume because every other time I watch the final four, you'll see, like the court is built up high, so the the bench seats are down low. I, step up. I always worry about a dude going to chase a ball out of bounds and diving off the court, and you let get a ten foot drop.
0: It's not taking any headers out there, boys. And girls are yeah. they? What are they? Are they in the stadium? Uh, I don't know. I'm not it's sure. Oh, I know. Where, it's definitely
3: where not NRG. Smaller. What'd you say, AJ? I know it's smaller because the guys is like seventy five thousand capacity. The girls is like twenty something.
1: Yeah, and the ticket for the girls is like two three x what it is for the men's. Yeah.
0: It's been awesome to watch. Yeah,
1: same exact over it's in
0: under. Dallas. LSU has a uh, a rapper on their team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Flouje. Holy fuck, dog!
1: The coach mm-hmm. has cool outfits. Okay, I like that. Mm-hmm.
0: Shout out to women's college basketball doing her thing. Doing it. Hey, will that lead to the WNBA, which tips off in May? May twenty third, I want to say. That's right. Got the New York Liberty. Yeah, Las Vegas Aces. Aces. What? Sparks. Indiana Fever. Sky. Sky. You guys
3: got you guys. There's a WNBA team. Is it? Are they in Indy?
0: Yeah, the Indiana Fever. I've been in a couple games. Oh yeah, they play at the Pacers'
3: place. Oh yeah,
0: yeah.
1: No, it's their place. Oh, okay, Pacers play. That's what I mean. Yeah, Pacers play at their place. Let's go
0: to the Five yeah. Energy Frontline. Line. Uh, we got a massive weekend ahead. Let's get to it. I hey, big weekend for watching yeah. shit. Yeah, huge, yeah. awesome, legit, mm-hmm. and Final, John Wick's out. Final Four, WrestleMania, both Saturday and Sunday night to yeah. watch. unreal. Do we have a golf tournament this weekend? Wow. I yes. assume. yeah. There uh, is. What is
2: it? The Valero or something? Oh, okay. Bruce would next Texas. week is the Masters. Yeah, Masters next
0: week. Mm-hmm. Holy fuck. Hey, it's a great time. Yeah, yeah. let's go. Baseball. Baseball. League, yeah. We're in a good spot. That's hey, great news. So is Reese done? Like, he does football, basketball, and then he just chills until football again? Or I eat? hope so, bro. I saw, That's a grind.
1: I saw on his Wikipedia he actually does international soccer for ESPN, so I don't Jeez. know if they have
0: a couple during the summer. I wonder if he does that from his house, though. Like I think the I amount know. he travels. I They might be sending to the Uruguay next week. Yeah. If he's, What's happening if he's over he's there? He's calling something on <laughs> ESPN Plus. The Uruguay <laughs> League on ESPN yep, Plus. Uruguay, Honduras. Venezuela. Yep. What was that? That was the Concacaf. Nope. No. That's the.
1: Yeah, we run the Concacaf. We run Concacaf. Right. Yeah.
0: What's the name of their cup? The Europe. No. Well, well certainly it's in not South America, but Central. Let's <laughs> got the folks. Oh, the <laughs> Europe's? Certainly not. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly not. <laughs> but you, I mean, you did name a trophy. You did. I'd uh-huh. admit. i What do they have? Actually, do we Copa. have. Copa. Now it's time. Copa. Copa America, America. Yeah, yeah, there it is. Boom. Okay. You're so, close. That, Reese is calling that? Sounds like it. Yeah, he does international soccer. How does Reese look so good all the time and he never sleeps? The guy doesn't sleep. All well, he does is work all the day. Appreciate him doing that. Uh, let's go to, before we go to the phones, let's wrap up the week with the only way we know how, especially with what just took place. Ladies and gentlemen, we started this last year mostly because of how much this man loves studying tape, not just watching highlights like all the other losers do. Mm-hmm. This guy loves the draft process, the draft cycle. He could have been a scout in another life. That yeah. is an actual real thing Definitely. that almost took place. Instead, he's a content creator right here at PMI. It is time for version one, volume one of season two of Mitt's Mock Draft. Yeah.
1: Here we go, yes. Mitt.
0: does you want yes. the mobile mic here? Yeah, mobile mic, Mitt, please. And here's a stick for you. If you'd like to work it. Holy shit, I see some I see some alarming, oh, alarming here draft go. choices. Oh, okay. Here
6: we go. Okay. And uh Mitt's nope.
0: dad coaching uh in the NFL. Mitt has been in the NFL his entire life. Yep. Yes. Uh, last year he did not fare well in this, but year two not. is always better than year one. Bingo! Right. Yes, I did get last place
6: between all the uh, other people that do this for networks and stuff like that. So we're gonna just try and get a little better every year. Is That's right. One
0: percent, step by step. Well, yep, in this particular go. case, it would have to be twenty-five to twenty percent, depending yeah. uh-huh. upon just about how many people were counting. Same thing though. Ten grand bonus to you if you get top three. Here you go, man. Top three. Go. Let's go, man. Top sixty percent. Here you go. You can do that. You can do that. That's a D.
6: I can do that. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's passing grade. Let's
0: go. Let's go. All right. Let's
6: start with number one here. We're uh, Carolina traded up, and a lot of people, including the sports books, they have CJ Stroud as the favorite. I. I've been watching the tape. I've been uh-huh. asking around, Boom. and asking I around. did listen to Michael uh,
0: Lombardi. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> listened to a couple different people, and uh-huh.
6: one person might have influenced this pick more than other people. But I have Bryce Young going number one, Carolina Panthers. I think that's their guy. I think they're setting up a bunch of smoke screens right now, oh. just kind of playing the game, you know, doing their due diligence. Mm-hmm. That whole that whole McCown. game. Yeah, Josh. McCown, hey, I'll tell you that. Josh McCown's basketball. guy might be. Might be number two here, Uh, going to the Texans. I think the Texans are just going to end up falling with C.J. Stroud here because they probably think that they're going to get Bryce Young. They probably think he's going to fall, but then he doesn't. They're like, oh, shit, what do we do? We still need to face the franchise. C.J. Stroud, that's your guy.
0: And then uh, Will Anderson, I mean. Nobody's trading a three. How about that, A.J.? Mick doesn't see a trade two, three for another quarterback. He thinks Will Anderson goes at three. Your thoughts, A.J.? I mean, that's an interesting take you have there, Mitt. It could happen, but, yeah, I would think people are going to be jockeying
3: to get up there for quarterback.
0: Yeah, yeah everybody's going to be jocked to get up yeah. to three as yeah. they're jockeying. Big mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe. Who knows? May- hey, we still got time. This yeah. is not his final version. Right. Just 1.0. I mean, Talk 0. about
3: a guy
6: that is jacked. This dude is absolutely fucking jacked. He had, I think, 14 sacks uh, two years ago. Jeez. Was Would have been the best player out of the draft. Wasn't eligible. Came back for his junior year fucking 15 sacks in less fucking days. What? An absolute dog. Dog. I mean, it doesn't matter where you put him. He's going to rush the passer. He's not playing coverage. Hand in the dirt, standing up. It does not fucking matter. He is going to get sacks. He is going to get production. And that's what they lost with J.J. Why? 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 Retiring. So... Put him in there, plug and play
0: right away, guy. Him going from Alabama's facilities to Arizona's facilities Ooh, will be yeah, a little right. bit of a culture
6: shock, yeah. but the city is awesome. Yep. Uh, hopefully the paycheck's enough. Uh we got Anthony Richardson going to the Colts here. Yeah, Watching no him throw at the combine was absolutely fucking electric there is a sense that i think somebody could trade up to three and take in the richardson but right maybe now, in the 2.0 yes. maybe in 2.0. Mm-hmm. yeah right now i just don't know if there's enough buzz but just fucking crushed his pro day i just see him in shane Steichen's offense would be absolutely awesome. electric yep agreed would be a fucking dope no. yeah, no. yeah. uh we come got- on him Number five, the Seahawks here. Uh, There's a lot of buzz about the Seahawks talking to Richardson, talking to Levis, talking to quarterbacks. They just signed Geno to a three-year deal, I'm pretty sure. Mm -hmm. So uh, I think uh, they're just going to end up – plugging and playing, Tyree Wilson. He is an absolute dog. dog okay. He's 6'6", six, 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 fucking huge, plays D-end, can play D-tackle. I mean, he's going to play somewhere on their defensive line. So Fuck yeah, let's just throw him in there, plug yep. and play guy, and then maybe the mm-hmm. best player in the draft, falling all the way to six Wow, because of certain issues Hell that yeah. he might have. He might not. We don't uh, know. Interesting. We don't know. Ooh. We're just having him Have fall- day.
0: Yeah.
1: Yikes. That pro
0: day just optically made everybody immediately think with what happened at the combine and everything Mm -hmm. going on. MCDC. Yeah, Mitt did Mitt know what uh, MCDC see, said I about I, I just Carter. don't see him
6: falling this far. This talented of a player, I don't see him falling this far down six. Great six. football player. Yeah. Great football player. There was also a thing he weighed in at three hundred pounds to start the year at Georgia. He was up to like three twenty three at his pro day. So I mean, maybe that's maybe that's part of it. He does play D tackle. He's, He's probably funky. trying to get up a little bit of weight. Might be a shepherd. I don't know. There's rumors. Whoa! Whoa, that's, Whoa. Not Whoa. that's not an MCDC guy. From us. That's not
0: from us. Nope. That's people what's being saying said. Stuff. people said. Uh, people are saying stuff
6: on the internet. That's not, that is not an admit report. That is or not a MIT report, sorry. Uh, that's either right. That is a internet report. <laughs> Uh, Will Levis. <laughs> we have Will Levis falling to seven. Uh, and then this is a value pick by the Raiders here. They probably see a lot of arm talent in this guy, a lot of yeah. size talent. He just looks like it. an NFL quarterback. He's an absolute dope. Oh. And when you turn on the tape, there's a lot. He has a lot of picks that are actually drops from his receivers. Really not his fault. So we'll see where he ends up actually going. And then the Falcons. I just wanted so to. So you give think them, the
0: Raiders see Jackson Smith and Jacob on the board and they go, nope. Just sign Jimmy. Let's get another quarterback. Well, <laughs> I
6: was yeah. thinking that they could get another weapon, but they do have Hunter Renfro paid. They do have uh, Devontae Adams paid. They did just trade Darren Waller, so I was thinking, oh, maybe they could get a, maybe they could get Kincaid in here, like one, a tight end. He's, I think he's probably the best tight end in the class. He goes to Utah. He might jump into the top 10. But, well,
0: maybe oh, maybe 2.0. Okay. 2.0. We'll see. We'll Love see. That.
6: They could use a lot of help on defense as well, but – I don't know. Uh, and then another team that could use a lot of help on defense is the Atlanta Falcons, but they also really could use another what receiver. In this dude's an absolute Horse. beast. He won the combine. I mean, came in, showed out here in Indy, and then also balled out on his pro day. Is fast, ran him four four. He's good. Like he, there's just nothing on tape that says that he is not the best receiver in the in the class when Hell he yeah. played. Hell yeah, Ohio ago,
0: State AJ. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah.
6: AJ, do you know how many yards he had two years ago? 4,000. I have no idea what AJ said, but it was like 1,600. He's a fucking beast. AJ, you're wrong. Yep. Um, He was 2,400 off. Oh, well... (laughs)
3: Yeah. What happened?
6: Uh, and then with, I'm saying that. <laughs> with number nine, I think really, if you're the Bears, you're sticking with Justin Fields by trading away that pick. You got to get him some protection. Uh, Peter Skronowski. I mean, a lot of people say that. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> yep. Yep. Pete Skronowski.
6: <laughs> uh A lot of people say that he might suffer from A.Q. Shipley disease and he might have to play guard. Oh. Well, they just pay, they're paying guards a shit ton of money in free agency and also. No. So the bears <laughs> they need a guard they just need offensive uh they need offensive linemen. and he's line, in northwestern he
0: yeah, right he's yeah. yeah. right there they're in his home right there there right there Skronowski. Yep. <laughs> he should change
2: his name before the draft. <laughs> he better, right? Maybe go higher. <laughs> yeah.
0: And then you got B. John Robinson there, 10 to the Eagles. Shout out, move the sticks. Maybe. Oh yeah,
6: shout out move the sticks. I did read this in one of his mock drafts, and I might have just loved the idea so much that I put it in mine. Uh I mean we got Booby Miles Sanders. I mean, he's probably getting out of there. He has already signed oh, with Carolina. Carolina. Oh, yep, there we go. I knew that. And uh <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this dude is the best running back in college last year. He had 1500 yards. Is an absolute beast. He split carries, too. I mean, 1500 yards split carries in this fucking age of college. Like that's wild. He's just probably one of the best players in the draft. I know it's tied to take a running back up here, but I mean, why
0: not? Why Fuck not? it. You only live once. We need a baby, it. Mick. Let's go, man. Proud of you, buddy. Good job. Can't wait to see how much changes from 1.0 to 2.0 to 3.0 to draft day .0. Can't, Can't wait. wait. Man, good work, pal. AJ, what are your thoughts on his top 10?
3: I like I mean the Bijan Robinson going 10. I when I watch that dude play. Bijan, Bijan. Jean. Correct. There you go. Yeah, like Dijon. Yeah, Bajon, we're just disrespecting. Bajon. this is our
0: draft <laughs> Mustard. Big John
3: is that what you, what I'm gonna tell you I do not like Mustard, but I love this guy as a player. <laughs> he is, he can jump. Watching him jump cut in the hole is what freaked me out as a defender. Like, how do you stop this? I don't know.
0: He was an unbelievable football player at Texas. It was fun to watch. We were at two Texas games this year, so I got to watch a lot of tape of his. He, he was awesome. Old Cuz from Alabama also looked very smooth. Jameer Gibbs out mm-hmm. of Georgia Tech, yeah. in Alabama. He looked smooth in the in the combine as well. But everybody's just talking about Big John being the guy. That's right. Hell yeah. Let's go to the 500 right phone <laughs> line. Good luck out there, mate. All you got to do is get top three. Hey, let's go. go yeah. Who
1: won last year? Shreggs. Shreggs. Yeah. He killed it. And he also Ooh. said, Stop fucking tipping picks.
0: We can all do it. He did say that. <laughs> he did yep. say that as well. Do you remember that, AJ, when Shreggs said Schraggs that? did? Yeah. He basically said, This year, let's just enjoy the draft. You know, like we can all tip picks if we want to. And we're like, Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa what? what are you talking about? We didn't even know this was a thing. And then we realize, like, it does appear to be the young insiders yeah, that really take advantage of the moment, and they tweet out picks six to seven minutes before they're on television. Yeah, and it's great
2: for us. It is, love it. Yeah, Ari Miroff said, "Oh yeah, Shreiks, we'll watch this fuckface," and then tipped every pick in the first round,
0: thirty-two straight.
2: Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: Had them all. Thirty-two straight tipped it. We appreciated his service, but it does feel yeah, like that is an insiders kind of mm-hmm. you know, they didn't like paw that. almost. That's all right, Ari. He was at the league meetings this year. That's right. Boom. And you saw him. He was on TV, too. Boom. Roger Goodell's out of frame. Yep. Ari Mirov stands up. Right on frame. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Great to see him. Guy used to do real estate. Now he's just an aggregator of news and a news breaker. We appreciate him. Let's go to the Five Energy phone line and keep him moving. Let's go to Russell in uh, California. What's going on, Russell? Hey, boys. How we doing? Keep moving. Sounds like you are on the move. What do you want to talk about?
6: Uh, Yeah, I'm at a baseball game right now. Uh, I'm a Seahawks fan, so uh, I'm I'm asking you guys if you think we should go after Anthony Richardson and build for the future or try and win now and go Jalen Carter or Will Anderson.
0: Okay, great question there, Russell. That is seemingly going to be the talking point about the Seahawks at five. Yeah, Mm -hmm. good move to three to get a quarterback if they wanted to. Five is a very powerful negotiating piece there. Um, we'll be fascinating to see what they do. Gino, two-year deal. Anthony Richardson—they're saying he can't play yet. That's why everybody's saying like he's going to have to wait. He's going to have to wait. It's like that would be a great setup. And Pete Carroll allegedly loved him. So,
1: yeah. I mean, maybe wasn't it him that said too? Like it felt different with Seattle when he met with them. Like there was a like a better connection with those guys than anybody else.
0: Yeah, great vibe. And if you remember, DK Metcalf took yep. his shirt off. Mm-hmm. with Pete Carroll. They have those types of situations where they do draft for that. And Gino. I mean, he's been around, been there, done that. Just got a two-year deal. He's comfortable. Yeah. I mean, that's that would be a good situation for them with a young quarterback that maybe needs some time and what everybody else is saying.
3: Yeah, I guess it, it would be tough to draft that high and take a quarterback that you know is not going to play for a couple years. But if you truly are thinking about the future, yeah, and you're in love with the guy, you think he is your next guy, you take him.
0: Yeah, because Packers traded into the first round to get their quarterback, but they didn't trade into top three, no. which right. is what they did with Trey Lance, which is why that situation – Not good. I don't understand how that we've gotten here. Just unfortunate timing of injuries. Yeah. Let's go to Jerry in Arizona on the Five Energy phone line. You go to Chef Bose, Jerry.
2: Hey, no, I don't go to Chef Bose. I got
0: to check that out. Uh, But how are you boys doing? Hey, keep it moving, Jerry. Thank you for calling in. What do you want to talk about, brother? Hey, no, I was just wondering, Pat, you know, um, why are you guys not talking about Gardner Minshew over there in Indianapolis? I mean, I know you guys had a
6: geriatric. Qu- Jerry Ashton, quarterback, got you the fourth pick overall. You're over here talking about drafting quarterbacks. Minshew down there competing with Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville. He was the only person that thought he was in competition with Trevor, let's be honest. Goes up, hangs oh, out too. with Sirianni and the boys.
2: gets some of that dog mentality, right? What's the boy got to do to get a, little, uh, get a little
0: love here? Give him a shot. Jerry, I'm on your side, okay? I'm a Gardner Minshew fan. Remember, if you do recall, at Philadelphia, he asked Sirianni what it needs to do to be a starter over Jalen. And Sirianni, I believe, said, we're going with Jalen. Like, yeah. you yeah. got nothing. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry yeah. about it. And that ended up working. Obviously, he saw something in Jalen. But I think Gardner Minshew believes, for good reason, that he could play some meaningful minutes for a team. I'm not sure he came to Indianapolis saying, I'm either starter or I'm not. But it's great to have him on the roster. If we need to go out there with Gardner Minshew, I'm comfortable with it. I'm comfortable with it.
3: I think out of any guy that I guess isn't viewed as, like, a franchise starter, don't you feel as good with Garter as you would with anybody else in the league?
0: If Steichen's offense is going to look exactly how it looked like with Jalen, I don't want to say, like, that is a – as long as you can make throws and are smart, like, that's a lot of hard things to do. Making throws, not easy. Being smart, not easy. These are very difficult tasks.
3: Having moxie, not easy. Right. There you go.
0: Gardner has all these things, so it's like I I would be very comfortable with old Gardner Minshew going out there for the Colts. We're not winning the Super Bowl, I don't think, but I do like that we're potentially in a much better spot than we were last year.
2: In the one opportunity he pretty much had last year when Jalen was out against the Cowboys, he threw for like 360 yards and three touchdowns too. I mean, granted, their skill – Players are better than the Colts are, but level. Well, level well, I mean, yeah, big big time. But that doesn't mean like big time. We got Jonathan Taylor in the back. <laughs> yeah, but their O line actually A. J. Brown, like, you know, Devontae Smith yeah. I got Dallas Goddard. Yeah, they got some good, Wes Watkins, got some good ball Boys
1: Watkins. Their O line is unbelievable. But
2: that doesn't mean Gardner can't win
1: here. Bingo.
0: I agree. And we're happy to have Gardner here. Shout out Jerry calling in from Arizona. Let's go to Patrick in Jacksonville on the five energy front line. What's going on, Patrick? Hey Pat, how are we doing? Keep it Keep it moving. moving. Hey guys, I just got a couple questions I just cracked open a Bud Light and
1: decided to call you guys what? and first question you brought up was Russell Wilson having a bad
6: year and uh, if he goes back and has an MVP year, does that, does that qualify him for a comeback player of the year or you have to be an injured player to qualify for a comeback player of the year and the other thing Fat. is, I'm down here in Klonton and oh. I can't gamble, I can't hammer Don, do you have any updates of when uh, they're going to have some or gambling down here? Do you know anything about what's
1: happening with that?
0: Patrick, where are you from originally? You you're from Chicago?
1: Chicago, yes,
3: sir.
0: Yeah. Hello! Sounds like it. You're a yep. good man. Thank you for calling in, pal. Um, Thank you. The comeback player of the year thing is always a big conversation. I wish Tone Diggs was here for this. hmm Because tone, I think tone believes he's really brought it into my life and my attention. I think they do give it to if you suck and then you get good again. Absolutely. And tone believes like you should have to be hurt. Like this is uh, this is an injury type. Award. I'm not sure what the rules
1: are. Yeah, it was. Uh, I believe his Tony's big thing is there should be a most improved because Geno Smith won comeback player of the year, but like he's a backup quarterback in Seattle last year, while Russell Wilson was playing. There so it is. There wasn't any sort of like comeback for Geno Smith. Technically, it was just his first year starting, and he played unbelievable.
0: And when it comes to like sports gambling being legalized in Florida, oh, I wish I could tell you, but not going to happen. Going to be a while. I think it's going to be a bit. A lot of lobbying going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of tribes. One tribe, digs down there. Digs oh, down there Seminole working. I believe Seminole tribe. That's potentially where Tone is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tone, brand new baby on his birthday weekend. Going down there to try to get that done in Florida. That's right. What a man. Smart mm-hmm. guy. What a good guy. Uh, before we get out of here, there's a news story uh, hitting the – feels like a Friday news dump, obviously. Everybody wants this to disappear. Eagles Nation is reporting that uh, under Andy Reid, the Eagles used to do Talking Tuesdays and Fast Food Fridays where the facility – was stocked with uh, pizza, chicken wings, fried foods, etc. Chip Kelly ended these traditions when he was hired. However, they are still alive in Kansas City. And this is a beautiful way to bring up the fact that back in the day, I used to, you know, have teammates that would hammer a beer five on a Saturday night before a game on Sunday while eating some nachos with actual cheese on it and maybe a slice of zah. Ooh. You know, they had been looking forward to that meal mm-hmm. all week. And it was delightful, delicious, and the conversation in mood that was set with those foods very relaxed before the big game tomorrow. Now, that particular team would go on to win like the most in the history of the NFL over a 10-year period. Then when nutritionists came in, more specifically, Chip Kelly brought that Oregon super science mentality into the NFL. It kind of transformed everything. I'm happy to hear that Andy Reid has not given up on the old-school mentality whenever this food-nutrition aspect of the NFL has become a very real thing. Your thoughts on it, AJ, as you live through that portion of the NFL? as did I
3: uh, you talking about those Saturday meetings so yeah like you get done to their meetings in the hotel as a team you break up do all that and then it's probably what eight thirty, nine 9 o'clock you break out you go to we would call it snack but it's like a it's a full meal but that was you're right when you think back on it like that's some of your best conversations sitting there hanging talking to your buds the trainers usually there's always a table I'd sit with the trainers towards the end of that time before I go to my room and then some of the guys you see making some of the biggest plays on Sundays like you said, are eating nachos, pizza, and they're always looking forward to a giant ice cream situation that they either eat there or eat on the way to the room.
0: Oh, my God, the bowl. I forgot about it. It, Milkshakes became prevalent there towards the end. Yeah, they started having – yeah, they started –
3: when I first got in the uh, league, they didn't have blenders, and they had blenders in there later.
0: Yeah, dude, it's like 60-ounce milkshakes (laughs) as they're going to bed the night before. Huge styrofoam cups like this, like just
3: giant styrofoam (laughs) cups with milkshakes, yeah.
0: And then something happened, and I think it was Chip Kelly. I honestly yeah, believe it was Chip Kelly who started making. Remember, like each player would have their name on a cup. It was their protein shake that was made specifically for them, with their allergies and their weight and their goals. Every single morning after they were their piss was tested to see how hydrated they were from the night before. That was every morning you walked into the Eagles building. That thing, like that thing, made its way around the NFL quickly. Mm-hmm. Hey, have you heard what they're doing in Philly? What are they doing? Okay, so, like, meals are, like, specific for the player. And we're like, oh, that's awesome. And they're like,
1: no, 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 no. no. like, no.
0: like uh, specific for the player, like, actually, yeah. like, hey, you need this many proteins, you need this many things, like, all down to a science pretty much, which in theory, right, smart. Yeah, smart for sure. In theory, it's smart. And I think now it's kind of, like, much more understood. But when you take a bunch of old dogs and just kind of say, hey, you ain't eating that meal that you got you here. You, this is... Here you go. Here's some fucking asparagus. You need to lose some weight, too. Get your fucking piss out there. Guys are a little bit different. It's a little different human stepping on that football field. A little different vibe around the conversations. But Andy Reid said, we win football around here and we eat good. (laughs) We
2: don't care. That's right. And I think they did used to have cold beer Saturdays, but they had to get rid of those, unfortunately.
0: Ty. Only publicly. Oh. well. Those were, you know, the food thing, (laughs) the more we learn – the less we understand. Yep. That's right. Everybody has a six pack, but then people I see that have an eight pack eat pizza every day. Yeah. How does it
3: work? How's, I mean,
0: what does that mean? Pac
3: Genetics are a real son of a bitch, aren't they?
0: Ocho, what? He says he's just. McDonald's every it's day. McDonald's. He could still. Floyd,
3: you ever see the 24 7 with Floyd Mayweather? He's going through Taco Bell at 2 a.m. after he just got done running, getting 30 things.
1: Pac Man only eats candy. <laughs> it's disgusting. It's the only
2: thing I've seen him eat. Nerds and gummy bears, yep. Mm-hmm. Hardy's breakfast in the morning and then just candy all day. Yeah,
0: three percent body fat. That's what he said. Yeah, get the fuck out of here.
3: Prick. <laughs>
0: I've pretty much been this size since I don't know. Yeah, high school. he said Ever? Mm-hmm. same size shoe, same body. Mm-hmm. Uh, I might have gained a pound or two here or there. He said, <laughs> What a life! Oh, awesome. Would that That'd be, be nice. And he still can just dunk if he had to. Mm-hmm. Just do whatever he wants. And he won the easy carry contest yesterday from Bud Light. Oh, yeah. We hope everybody uh, participates and potentially wins $15,000. Get creative from our friends at Bud Light. Hell of a week, boys. Yeah. Hell yeah. How about it? Big thanks to Reese Davis, JC Tredder, Ian Rapport. Obviously AJ Hawk. Great to be back in your presence on a daily uh, basis. Shout out to Pac Man traveling out here. Him being so close and willing to drive is awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's
1: sweet. It's like almost as if it would be even cooler if like there was another host in Ohio that would drive out and do that sometimes.
0: Yeah, it's like double the time length. So that means oh, is it? I don't, I don't
3: live. I don't live ninety minutes away. I did not know that.
0: Yeah, it would be. It, <laughs> for the <laughs> record, for the yeah, record. it is a double. Like where he is in Ohio. Okay, okay. Good news, yeah. right? To get to this place, not easy to get people to Indiana. You know, no, not a no. lot of not a lot of folks living in Indiana. The fact that he's an hour and a half away is beautiful, and the fact that he doesn't mind driving in has been glorious. He has added so much to the office. Yeah, very very thankful for him. Almost crashed a go kart yesterday. Yeah.
1: Dented the uh, golf course out here. Are those
3: fast?
0: They're quick. They look like
3: fun. They're a good time. They're quick. Can you you drift? Do they drift at all? Like, can you?
0: Um, I don't know if you could. It it would scuff up, it would scuff the shit out of the court. Can't do that. So, I don't know. I mean, outside, like out in the parking lot. I I think it it would have to be a real hard turn. Like with the speed that it's at, I think you would have to really. Yeah, you might flip it. You would have to aggressively flip it though, like aggressively it. turn it to to drift uh, it. I think. I don't think it's just like a natural drifter. It doesn't have that much juice. No handbrake. But I think you could. I think you could definitely drift a little bit. Now, I drifted a Shelby Mustang into a tree. So yeah. what do I? Know? Oh,
3: was that like in a? Was that on like a crowded road
0: somewhere? Yeah, it was a lot of potholes. It, it was uh,
3: parking it was, in your driveway.
0: Why'd you ask questions? You know the answer, prick. I just wanted to hear
3: it from you. I wouldn't. I didn't know if this was a, another time where you were trying to drift
0: in your driveway and you ran into a tree. It was my driveway. A house was for sale for a price that I could afford, mm-hmm. and I had a circle in front of it. What am I supposed to do? I got a car that has six hundred and sixty-five horsepower. Yeah, rear-wheel I- drive. Sorry. Okay, <laughs> out in the middle of the woods. Boo-hoo. Yeah, so, you know? Did the airbags go off? Oh, yeah. Whole thing. I mean, it was a scene, bro. <laughs> it was a scene, dude. It was a scene. Fucking horn wouldn't stop either because mm-hmm. the goddamn yep, airbags yeah. went off. Yep. So, like, I was deep in there. My house was deep in the woods. But people were like, is that a fucking... Is that What's a... Going Going on? Everything okay back there? No. no. Everything's terrible. Thank you. <laughs>
1: Remember when AJ had
5: that slingshot and he was drifting it all over parking lots and stuff and he was like, Here you go, Pat, you can borrow. It's December.
0: No, it was the slingshot people. They said after AJ Hawk gets done abusing the shit out of it, you'd be able to get it <laughs> in the middle of February in mm-hmm. Indiana. It's Sound like, good? Oh, is this the one that has like no roof and everything? They're like, yeah, yeah. yeah November to March. I don't know if that's gonna work, but it's a sweet car. I, mean, I
3: had I had it like December January, so it wasn't much better for me. Sweet talking? car though fun yeah it was fun it felt very uh, uh scary at times when i took it on some like back roads and the cars coming my way as you're sitting two inches off the ground <laughs> like you're getting clipped by every rearview mirror
0: okay sounds like there's some downsides. i've okay, never no, drove it yeah. I, I guess that would be an experience it's a stick
3: though it was fun it's a stick it was cool oh
0: you don't have to drive manual
3: Mm-hmm. me too
0: i guess that's not a thing everybody knows how to do anymore
3: like very yeah, I, little i don't think i think very few people know as like how many cars are left with sticks not
0: many no, yeah. my Jeep that I bought in Meacham—that's why it was so expensive. That's yeah, where is that Have you been driving that? It's in a barn. Turned on last week. What, is, what is, oh, so it was? Let's go. Oh, Tim. Oh, Tim. Tim jumped it. No, it's been plugged in. Yeah, it's actually been plugged in. Oh, so we don't have to jump good. it every time because we had to move it. Put something in there the other day. <laughs> Shout out to him. Shout out to you for allowing this to be what we do every single day. We're gonna get the fuck out of here. We're gonna have a great weekend watching a lot of amazing things. Yep. Yeah. And then when we're back on Monday, whole oh, look at yeah. hell yeah, yep. look at AJ. You all are the best people on earth. Uh, thank you all so much. Mick, great mock draft. Right, Mitt. Thank you.
3: Good job, Mick.
0: Can't wait to see 2.0. We'll probably get updates on a lot of things coming over uh, the weekend. Like Lamar Jackson, what will that be next week? Mm. Aaron Rodgers, what will that be next week? Ooh. Will we one week closer to the draft spectacular? What news will we learn? Or will it continue to be a news dry land we shall see ian Rapport's on vacation tell him we said hello on the twitter and uh have a great one we're going to chef bows goodbye